This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we react to new trailers from Marvel for Black Widow and the Loki Disney Plus series and review episode three of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then our buddy John Bellotti Jr. joins us to review Godzilla vs. Kong. Run! It's Godzilla! All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 5th, 2021. Could I sing the song? Jockin' and nerdin'. Spoiler alertin'. Jock and nerdin'. That's the theme song. I sang it. That's right. What's up, listener? How's it going? And welcome to the Chuck and Nerd podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Chuck and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is our very own power broker, as in uh, he has no power and he's always broke all the time. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rucks? Yeah, I'm broke in a powerful way. I'm powerfully broke. <laughs> You're powerless broke ass. That's what we call you. Yeah. Power broke ass. <laughs> Power broke ass. Uh, listener, John Bellotti Jr. is not here right now, but he will be joining us later in the show. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. There he is, really? of course. Yeah. Wow. He's going to help us review Godzilla versus Kong. Of course, he is our admin of our Facebook group and has a website, Robo7.com, a talented illustrator. Check all that shit out. And be excited. That's a tease. But before we get to that tease, we got all the shit we got to talk about. Let's get into it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, so Marvel last week uh, announced they're moving Black Widow from May to July 9th. And it's coming out on Disney Plus day and date. Geek boner. Which is amazing news. And they wasted no time in putting out a new trailer. And we got a couple of new trailers. Two trailers. Oh, I didn't see this. Whoa. Well, we got a trailer for Black Widow and a trailer for Loki. Did you watch the Loki trailer? I did. Okay. I had no idea about this. That's why I'm shocked. Oh, good. We got a shocked rug boy. That's just what I love. Lame. Like, was there anything cool in the trailer? Anthony, was there anything cool in the Black Widow trailer? Uh, it was a lot of the same footage, but they they did show, it looks like Black Widow as a kid. It was like a little teenage girl with blue hair, right? I think that was Is Black that her? Widow. That's supposed to be her? I don't know if that was Black Widow or if, I think it was, because they showed, what's the guy's name that's playing the red uh, um, Red, uh, Red Guardian is yeah. the dude from Stranger Things. His name is Rugs. What's his name? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Hold on. Let me you know the actor's name. Yeah. The actor. Oh, I'm let me just. This is going great. Where is this? this David is Harbor. Great. David Harbor. You yes. get to see David Harbor like as a younger dude. And he's like, look at my girls. And like, I don't know. I felt like they were trying to show like Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh's characters as little girls like they like they've been a family and then like she's coming back so that was like some of the only new footage it's interesting because it starts yeah it starts with footage from like endgame and all the old movies you do see some sick taskmaster fucking action sequences in the air 
uh, and on the bridge. I enjoyed that little brief snippet, but yeah, not a lot of new stuff. It, I mean, it's hard because it's like I think it's their fourth trailer they yeah. put out because they did they did a full marketing campaign and then it stopped and then they had to stop. <laughs> they're like, so like they're re reigniting it, but. You don't want to show anymore. No, so that was the thing, but you have to put out something to keep this in, in, in mind because it's coming out in a few months and they pushed it back and, and we need something and this is what they give us. So I don't know. It's not really spoilery. It's just, no. it is. It's just trying to stay in the public. I, I think the, um, the character played by Rachel Weiss is, a, yes. is, is going to be a bad guy. Yeah. They're setting that up more. She's kind of like, I, you know, I've had to do it They whatever. So you see her kind of admitting to something in this trailer. I think she's she becomes a taskmaster, or she is a taskmaster. Oh, you think it's her? The fucking action! Ooh. I'm excited to see this taskmaster because this fucking action they're showing him do is is dope. The suit looks dope. The sky sequence looks amazing. I hope it's more than what we see here. You know, yeah. the show was it. All right, well, let's talk about uh, the other new trailer they just dropped, July 9th. So that's July 9th. Loki Disney Plus series. They put out a new trailer. This is coming out June 11th. Rugs, this is one you did have eyeballs open. Yeah, I saw this. Okay, what did you think of our first look at Loki? It looks cool. It reminds me a lot of Future Man, which I just watched. Oh, my and it's God. Like the same idea. Like, he broke he broke the timeline broke and has reality. to go back and fix it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was very funny that That's I just finished point. watching this show. I love Future Man, yeah. Yeah, so it looks cool. Like, uh, I feel like... Uh, there is a production value to it that's interesting. Um, I'm waiting to see, like, there's got to be a twist to this that, like, leads into something else, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, do you want to see Loki going through time uh, doing stuff? Sure. Why not? <laughs> How about you, guys? Anthony, what do you think? It looks like we have uh, a multiple variant Lokis in this. Yeah, yeah I, I'm i I'm in. I mean, I've, you know, I'm, I've been in the bag for all these things. I, I, this trailer, I was like, this looks really freaking fun. And wacky. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have, what, Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston, like, messing with time. You have, like, it's wacky. I mean, you have the, the, the sheet of paper that he has to sign for everything he's ever said. <laughs> that was a great joke. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just f- having fun with, like, the timeline and, like, having Loki travel through time and, and as Ruggs mentioned, you know, if you want to see all that, this is there. And I think they're going to be able to tap into like some alternate universe type oh, yeah. stuff too. So I like the idea of them recruiting Loki as a variant and the variant being someone that's trying to just keep the time stream in order. So it, it all just looks really fun. Yeah. You got the uh, organization called the Timekeepers, which is, it was the Time Variant Authority in the comics, the TVA. And you're right, the chemistry. I can't wait to see the chemistry between Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Like this may be like a buddy, buddy cop jumping through time with a bunch of different Lokis and he has to go and fix all these alternate realities. Also, you could bring back anybody who's dead in the MCU that you want and just put them in an alternate timeline and have them come back. Like that's a lot of fun and they might do that. Yeah. But yeah, they can't do that because they would be breaking the timeline. No, it makes an alternate timeline. Well, Everything you they can do use branches them off. in there. You can't take them out of that. So here's my question. This show, the show only happens because a variant Loki escapes from 2012 and and fractures off the timeline, right? This whole show is going to be on a separate, its own timeline? Yeah, because of the Tesseract. Because of the Tesseract. This show is going to be its own time. I think, well, it's, oh yeah, I mean, it's its own, it's still within the Marvel universe, but it's like, we'll have to see. I think the, the time variant authority exists to keep Outside things in of, check. Yeah, they, 
Well, the outside, they exist outside of like oh. everything else. It's a lot like Umbrella Academy too. Those fuckers had to keep the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. remind me of that. But uh, yeah, I I love Hiddleston in this, and I can't wait to see him fucking ham it up. So, do you think he has to go and steer everything back to a certain timeline so it doesn't keep breaking? So, I feel like you know how you see at the end where you see him running for president, kind of, and he has the pin and the helmet. I think he's got to go find these other Lokis and fix fix it because they're not supposed to exist. Maybe. Okay. Like the I one, see how they handle yeah. Like maybe the one because there's a shot where everything's destroyed. The one variant uh, can fix all the other variants, or who knows. But it just looks fun and it looks crazy. It just I keep thinking of Future Man. Like it it's just, Future like, Man. When he's there yeah. and he's there. He's there doing something and he's gonna try and fucking home, his own self up. Right. Go and escape and go back. But it's also like Umbrella Academy too, and uh, a bunch yeah. of things that reminds me of very good stuff. Okay. Let's get to this week's Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. Uh, episode three. Here's your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It is be spoiled. <laughs> this episode's called Power Broker. Very simple. Anthony, what happens in Power Broker? Episode three. Power Broker. Um, what well, we ended up with at the end of the last episode with Falcon and Winter Soldier having to talk to uh, Zemo. Yep. About Hydra and why there's super soldiers still floating around. So we picked up there and they not only had to talk to him, they decide that, well, Winter Soldier decides we got to break him out. Fuck. Oh, and now shit. you're dealing with Zemo running around with Winter Soldier and Falcon and they got to go to this place called Madripoor Ooh. to figure out Get why boner. super soldier serum's going all around. And they figure out some things and they figure out more dark history behind the super soldier serum and how it's getting to different people. And uh, yeah, you just get a little bit more um, backstory into why it's floating around, where Sharon Carter's been, what kind of people the um, flag smashers are. And we're kind of alluding to maybe the power broker being the more overarching uh, bad guy of this whole thing. Yeah, big surprises, big, uh, nice action, nice drama. Again, like you said, you got Zemo fucking Madripoor from X-Men Universe. Geek boner. Uh, Sharon Carter shows up on a Wakandan, shows up at the end for the big reveal. What uh, What did you think, uh, Anthony, overall, where we're headed with this? You know, I still like it. I, I'm not like head over heels for it, but I still, it's one of those shows where I, um, I like it, you know, and then I watch IGN does a really good review. So yeah. they review it. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. Like they are, they are kind of targeting these things. Like I like the, I like the backstory of uh, there being the captain America. And then this guy created another serum and he was experimenting. It sounds like he was experimenting on, on Isaiah Bradley. Right. Yeah. So like you have still even more inner turmoil for, Sam as he's like trying to figure out like should I just destroy that shield like is this shield really the that symbol? was great yes yeah that I like the, I like the idea and then you have they, they he was only in it for a little bit but you have John Walker is that his name John Walker yeah 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 he's in it and he like his whole mindset is because I am Captain America I now have power like I am the you need to listen to me yeah because it's not I'm Captain the right America. mindset where Steve Rogers mindset was I need to live up to the mantle of this like you, I don't I haven't earned anything you you will respect me because I will earn it dude and so. nobody is respecting him this dude gets spit on in the beginning that would never fucking happen to Steve Rogers are you fucking <laughs> kidding me oh he, he would you'd never get he would never be the person 
that you want to spit on, even though you're the bad guy. Rugs, how you feeling? Episode three, we're halfway done with the I, story. This one kind of took me by surprise because I'm like, you're really gonna, you're really gonna like bail out the guy who like killed the leader of the Wakandans. That's and caused every all this turmoil. That's a good point. Like, like he's a he, he killed a world leader. Like he's not somebody who could just take out of jail. And uh, I would, and if I was Sam, I would be like so pissed off. Like you know, I was like, he destroyed like a a black leader. Yeah. So you know, how yeah. is he came? He he should be like completely like fired up about this and like not not accepting it well but all. that's why you know they do this the the buddy cop tv show thing where you know i love how bucky's like hypothetically let's say what if i did this because he didn't tell him and it shows you that and all of this the opening escape is kind of like it's very elaborate it's a little bit you got to suspend this belief a little bit whatever it is kind of cool but uh it all happens before the opening credits and very quickly Right. Fucking Zemo is standing there and they got to go. So I'm torn. Like I enjoyed a lot of the action, a lot of the surprises, the things that are popping up. But I have a couple of issues just with the pacing and where the show is at this point. Like you hinted to Anthony, they're alluding to the power broker is the big bad. But like there's where are the stakes right now? What's at stake right now? Who is the villain? It's still we haven't got there. How does this play out? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, what do you think? I mean, as far as like, what are the stakes? I mean, we know that Super Bowl Super Soldier Serum is circulating. They stole twenty vials. They took right. eight of them, so there's we still know, some. We out know there. that there. Well, I think there's actually a decent amount of different things. I I would be more concerned about the fact that I think they have a lot of similar to Wandavision. They have a lot of balls that are in the air right now. Yep, yep, yep. And they're kind of juggling a few. Like, you, there's Super Soldier Serum. There's the Flag Smashers are kind of doing their own thing. We kind of see like. They have great intentions, but their their ways are bad. Right. Then you have Sam dealing with the identity issue. You have yeah. there being another Captain America. A lot of antagonists. Uh, Winter Soldier trying to figure out, um, you know, how to integrate back into society where he fits in. And then you still have like Zemo now, who I don't think we're done with. So I think there's a lot. That, and you know, they do that thing in this episode where they got to go to a place to see a guy to get a name to go to another place to see another guy to get another but everyone dies along the way which i thought was interesting do you think that we see sharon carter again uh, absolutely and the rumor absolutely. people are speculating she's either the power broker or she works for the no, power, the power broker. broker is curtis that's his, that's the guy who's curtis he's the real power broker the more the actual character they're not going to make her the power broker. We we haven't met the power broker yet, but I think she comes back. She was badass in this. Uh, also, I mean, they you, you did have the thing where they go to the thing and they go to another thing, but <laughs> um, they staged you it. Your in, cell phone on. Yeah, they staged it in Madripoor, though. So yes, man, so, for Marvel, you know, for anyone that's Marvel fan, they're like, oh, yeah. and like Madripoor like, visually, I was like, oh, this is kind of yeah. like. A cool looking city. I I I had more. I mean, it wasn't like exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, I kind of imagined it to be like a little bit more Asian influenced. Well, the, so the issue is, I see a lot of people write about this, and I love the way they Madripoor kind of look like Hong Kong or like cyberpunk and the neon colors. The issue always was Madripoor was kind of a racist place in the comic books. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of like Asian bad stereotypes. It's just a lawless land run by fucking bounty hunters. Uh, and in the comics, Wolverine hung out there. He hid out there. He was a character named Patch. So there's a lot of mutants there. There's a lot of Wolverine friends. There's no reference to that, of course. I think there was a bar they showed, like the Pink Lady bar that was in the comics, in Wolverine comics. But somebody had mentioned that Madripoor 
li- little bit racist in the cast. So they kind of just changed that and made it this, this dangerous place, which, and the power broker runs it. So that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, Zemo has been rich this whole time. We find out. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know he had money. He's, he's a, Baron. Yeah, he he's is a Baron. Baron. And they're calling him Baron Zemo. How about that Skull Island reference? Speaking of Godzilla versus Kong, where uh, Sam is like, Madripoor, you guys talk about it like a Skull Island. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you he's know, uh, does Marvel still have any of the, that copyright? They used thing? to make Godzilla and Kong comics, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about the whole scene where uh, Sam has to be the smiling tiger pimp. And Bucky has to be the Winter Soldier and fucking pretend to take orders from Zemo and beat people up, but he kind of enjoys it. Yes, <laughs> he did. He did exactly that. I don't know. It was fine. You know, I I was not really on board with this whole Zemo being buddy buddy with them and shit like that. I just didn't. I I, I I'm not buying it. You didn't. You didn't buy it. No, I I did find. I mean, I like the premise. People like Zemo though. People are like, oh, Zemo dancing. I'm like, I don't want to see Zemo be dancing. He fucking killed the leader of a fucking country. I I did find it. I I I like the premise of like you have to work with the bad guy. I did similarly. I did question like the first time he meets um Sam, like he says like a little joke, like yeah. a little Marvel joke. Yeah, and he's like, oh, should I like something along the lines like, like should I been here or whatever or like some something where he's like. I forgot exactly what he said, but it was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. All right, never mind. And it was like, oh, like Zemo was like a really serious character in Civil War. They kind of make like, him joke, you know, And then, yeah, then you cut to him like doing a little dance. And I was like, huh. I, but this I is do, interesting. I think Daniel Bruhl is doing a fantastic job. Every movie. I think he's fine with the material. I just question hmm. the, like, the I, I don't, I don't, I didn't, he's not the same Zemo that he was no, in Civil War. But he, I, I, I just like how every move he makes, it's almost like this was meant to happen and he's already figured this out. But I loved how you thought he was going to take off and he puts the fucking blue mask on and then saves their ass and comes back. He doesn't blue. run. Or purple, sorry. <laughs> it looks great. That, was that even necessary? No, like I don't know why he, like, he shot people. Just look cool. Because, oh, no. <laughs> but they needed this help in this car. I, I, to get I, out I, there. I agree with you, Imran. I enjoyed... Like his chemistry with them, I just didn't feel like it was Zemo anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's drifting from the that badass Zemo. So he's Zemo. I would have felt, felt like like I feel like he's just not as dangerous or not as cunning right now as he was. And just yeah, they, this him like dancing was like, <laughs> this is weird. See, I feel like <laughs> he's, really he's playing into that. He was Zemo. Well, all of a sudden, he can fight too. Oh well, I thought he always could. Well, I thought he could fight because he was Zemo. And he's just like, man, Zemo can fight. Shoot. Not in Civil well, no, War. In, no, in Civil War, he just seems like a regular, ordinary yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He, in Civil War, he was built up more as just like he had all this time and he was just like a, like almost a pathological yeah. like planning. Like he was just so like one track mind. Like I have to do this one thing and this will like fulfill my life. And now, I mean, he's still like anti you know heroes are yeah. enhanced but he's also like got a plane and he's like joking around with his, like, <laughs> with his guy, butler like, his butler like <laughs> he's an feed him the rotten stuff yeah or whatever and it's just like uh okay but that whatever. moment in the plane where he's like look you what the problem with superheroes is you put them on a pedestal and you don't see their flaws and that's how we get a red skull and then right. them tying that in at the end Sam going, I should have just destroyed the fucking shield instead of giving it up. So Sharon Carter shows up for the save uh, when they're about to eat it. And we find out that she is on the run from the law. They never they cleared fucking Winter Soldier's name. 
They never cleared her name, and she's uh, in Madripoor selling real art, like real Monets and Van Goghs, because everything in the museums are fake, which I thought that was funny. But it's kind of weird that she didn't get a second chance from the government. She, I would be a little bit more bitter uh, yeah, when I, you know, obviously. you know, be like, what the <laughs> fuck? So he promises to clear her name, but that sucks for Sharon Carter. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Well, especially she, she's like the niece of like a national hero. Right? Like they would give you her a they shot. Cut know? her some slack. Jesus. I feel like they've, they really haven't known what to do with Sharon Carter throughout this whole thing. Yeah, Cause yeah. you know, it's comics are weird and, you have cap hooking up with his her aunt and then hooking up with her niece like so comics are weird they don't really know where she fits so i think they just were like all right like let's just do the thing that no one's going to expect right so like let's make sharon carter an outlaw in madripoor and she is now like basically like gray like living in the gray like she's like a black arms dealer or whatever she is so i think they were just like let's just make Let's just do something with this character that no one expects because her character has been like completely bland and boring throughout this whole thing. That fucking shipping container scene was dope. She was badass, brutal. She kept held all off all the bounty hunters while they fucked around in that shipping container. Yeah, uh, it was like John Wick. Shit. Oh my god, she was just waiting, and the guy turned and she pops him. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Sharon Carter is badass, so that was great to see. Let's mention when they find that guy Nagel. They so they go to the girl Selby, and then she dies, and then they she sends him to Nagel. Uh, Nagel, his story is he figured out how to recreate the super soldier serum for Hydra, which was then part of Shield, and then they got blipped, and then he came back. And uh, started working for the power broker, and he he made twenty vials. And his version is better. It's it's more subtle. It's optimized, which should explain why these people aren't jacked up. So you would take this, and I guess your body stays the same physically. You just have strength and power. You're gonna look normal. I thought that was it's an interesting uh, difference. It just makes your muscles denser and your bones denser. Yeah, so you don't physically see it. Uh, but then, and then Zemo fucking shoots Nagel. Oh shit. That was crazy. And then before they have time, a fucking rocket hits them. We, oh, we also see a little bit of the flag smasher stuff and car Carly. Uh, yeah. You, you, you basically at this point, you, you're like, it was just to show you, even though they have great intent, they are not people that like are, you should she be like, they're some similar to like, people. uh, what they tried to do with, um, Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger. Yes, where it's very like, Killmonger. I can see where you're going yeah. up until this point. Now you've crossed. Oh, line. that was fucked up. When the guy's like, "There's innocent people in there," and she's like, "Nobody's innocent." And a fucking blow. And then so there's a woman, Danya Madani, who dies, who's like her mentor, her mother figure, or teacher. I'm not sure what was going on there, but they're yeah, going those, to find those, her. I, I didn't really quite get that. No, I, I, I she's like, they she stole the serum, and she was help trying to get that guy. That made the new um, serum to help her with tuberculosis. Oh yeah, she had TB. Yes. Yeah. So maybe she she wanted to, she probably wanted to use this yeah. serum to like cure her. Oh yeah. So yeah, now yeah. she has nothing to lose, Carly Mogenthau, if that lady's dead. So uh, and then the very end, uh, Bucky notices little little round metal widgets, and at first it didn't even occur to me. I should have been like, oh fuck, I've seen those before. And, didn't occur to me either. Right? And he follows them around the corner, and it reveals a fucking Wakandan Dora Milaje oh, warrior. This is Ayo, played by Florence Kasumba. She's found him, because, and all she says is, I'm here for Zemo, because like he just said, yes, he fucking killed the King T'Chaka, and they didn't forget, and uh, Wakanda is probably like, oh shit, what the fuck is Zemo doing out 
in the country. That's another thread now that they've created yeah. with this episode. That's fun. I like that. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then, We're halfway through the show. I, I know. That's it. Three hours. There's only three left. Uh, the one bit I thought was kind of funny and just awkward, like Sam, when he had the, this phone rang in the middle of the meeting, like, you know, put that shit on vibrate. The fuck? You're not going <laughs> to turn off your phone when you're going in pretending to play a pimp that you're not drinking snake parts and shots and you got a fucking phone. I saw an article that uh, was basically like for Sebastian Stan where people, random people are coming up to him if they see him at a coffee yeah. shop and they start saying the Russian words to get oh, him to no, turn Oh, no, they're trying their... to activate him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do, what the fuck? And, and he always like is like, this is fucking so <laughs> stupid they're and like crazy. They're like 17 lasagna. Yeah. But they say, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I don't know, they, I don't know if they're saying it in Russian. Theater. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah, like rusted it seventeen. I forgot. <laughs> I long forgot that words like. So yeah, three hours in. This is still my only issue. Like I mentioned before, like where's the villain? Where's the stakes? These abrupt endings are kind of weird. This one, I especially felt like I'm just watching a part of a movie. Like it just starts. The beginning was great. The ending was kind of weird. And the last one had an abrupt ending, but. I don't know, I, which is fine. It's six hours. I'm watching a so part of them. Do movie. you think these are all going to intersect? So, okay, we have Slag Smashers. Yeah. We have Power Broker. We have uh, John Walker. Mm-hmm. And then we have Wakandans. Now we got the Wakandans. We got Zemo. How do they all intersect? Are they all, I mean, they're obviously the Power Broker's going to be the point of intersection who right, is where they're all going to cross power broker yeah the power broker i i feel like at some point john walker's character is going to come across the power broker and he's just going to get or oh, he fights that's it. how he's going to get enhanced oh yes that's kind of what happens in the comics him and battlestar possibly can be a situation where they're like look we need this to keep up and like fight per- these potentially here's where i kind of see it the power broker and John Walker come across each other and power brokers like these flag smashers. I got to kill them. And John Walker's like, I, yeah, I, I got to get rid of them too. Yeah. So he's gonna be like, okay, here, give, I'll take this, this serum. And you take care of it for me. And I think the power broker is also going to be somehow tied to the global repatriation. Council. Ah, so yeah, let's talk about that in the beginning. Because, because they're like this, like you, as you mentioned, or you were about to probably say, yeah, they're like this org that is like like overarching and like trying to help people come back yeah. from the blip, get reintegrated. But then you see their truck is the one that drops off John that Walker. They used to roll up on right. these fuckers. Yeah. Right. Like the U.S. So it's like yeah. big government, but it's like you think they're like good, but they're not. They're not. They don't have great intentions. I love that opening. It opened with a commercial and it kind of like reminded me of WandaVision for a little bit. The global repatriation council commercial. And they're like restore reset rebuild we're here to help you back and get you accustomed to the new laws and the new way and it's so wild and then instantly they show you this fucking gestapo rolling up on these people <laughs> and the dude spits on his face that's fan he de- listen fucking squishy face captain america deserves to get spit on <laughs> oh my god at this point uh, did he he put out something like he was he was Are uh, people spitting on him in real life. Is that no, what's going to happen? He's been the punching bag for like a couple of weeks now. And- oh, somebody wrote an article. People like some of the fans are like, "Hey, you got to separate the actor from the character. Don't fucking you know send death threats to Wyatt Russell. He's not. Well, I'm you like, should. No, you yeah. should. Okay. But like, what kind of idiot is doing that? Really? I think it's a it's a it's a testament to his acting that we hate him so much. He's playing it right. Yeah, I mean, well, they've, they've cast a, a very hateable face. Yes, they have. It's great. <laughs> Go ahead, Rex. Sorry. No, I mean, like, I mean, it's funny that 
they cast this guy. He tried out to be Cap. He didn't get it, but now he's he's like pseudo Cap, and he's just not quite cutting the the mustard. And we're supposed to think that that's why they cast him like that. So it's all working. It's just working too well. It's working too good. That's the problem. Yeah. Also, at the end, what's happening? I kind of was like, w- like the plot seemed to have stopped briefly at the end of this episode. Like it wasn't. They were going to see the lady who died to see if Carly was there, but they're like three steps behind. Who's they? Uh, uh, Zemo and Bucky and Sam. Is that where they were? Well, going? I think so. Were they in Latvia? Well, it was confusing. I think that this is a backdoor for Zemo to rise as a villain for Captain. Well, could they bring in like a Doctor Doom in this? Maybe. So somewhere along the line, Zemo becomes Zemo here. Like, like the Baron Zemo that we know. You think he's free at the end of the show? Like, yeah, I think that he somehow, I think that the Wakandans want him and uh, they're going to get him and take him back to Wakanda or take him back to prison or something. And he's going to, yes, his ducks in a row. And somehow he's now a villain out, out there. You got to imagine Zemo is several steps ahead of everyone, but he was also shocked when uh, Bucky told him that somebody's making super soldier serum. He seemed like he, or maybe he was just trying to act shocked. I don't know with fucking Zemo. Daniel Brule well, Do you think Zeno, Zemo would take it? The serum? Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know. No, I think he, he hates the serum. Maybe he'll take the serum. <laughs> Use the serum to fight the serum. That's what Zemo would do. Uh, listener, join our Facebook group. Get involved with the conversation. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed. It's just for you. There are spoiler threads for every episode. Uh, here's a couple of comments from our listeners from this week. Daryl K said, a bit disappointed there wasn't some random bartender with an eye patch in the background just to stir the speculative shit. Oh, my God. If they could have put a guy with an eye patch back there, they would have broke the internet and fucked with everyone. It would have been so yeah. mean. And then someone would have been like, not get it. And they'd be like, it's got to be Mephisto. It's Mephisto. I know. There's <laughs> Mephisto is definitely in this. Hamad Akbar Khan says, Sharon Carter, that's it. That's the comments. Geek boomer. <laughs> Dylan McCandless says, Zemo is delightful. Him dancing in the club was priceless. Yeah, people see. He liked it. People like it. I think a lot of people liked it. Zemo is dancing briefly. Chris Williams goes, I like when Bucky goes Winter Soldier. Yeah, that was great. And Bucky likes it too. Uh, Steve Lee says, is Carter the power broker? Has to be some connection there, right? Damn it, someone stop me before I speculate the whole series <laughs> like WandaVision. <laughs> it's Mephisto. That's the power broker. Jesus, that's Mephisto. <laughs> Lisa Morrison says, Zemo is gold. Daniel Brule is fantastic. Makes me want to like him. He is. He's great in this. Chaz Hebbard goes, Zemo being in this episode made my wife want to watch Civil War for the second time. When it came out, she said BVS was better. She has since realized the error of her ways. And then he also just posted Falcon and Winter Soldier better than WandaVision. Well, it was a Ooh. statement. Bracket. Well, why don't we do this? We're halfway through. What yeah. do, we th- do we like it so far? No, I mean, we're, we're at the mid-series. I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying it. I just question some of the things that they're doing, but I am enjoying it. Ah. The way I see it playing out for rugs is is downhill. Oh, no. It's not going to get any better <laughs> from here. I just feel like Marvel can't, they, they're they not going to be able to hit it for him in the way he's going to expect. So that's just my prediction. I'm enjoying it and I love the action, but at the same point in WandaVision, I just, I don't know. They gave us a lot to chew on in different ways. 
Yeah. And it was a little more exciting. So maybe this is well, a little underwhelming. Now that I, I know. know. Well, no, I think after you got through Wanda, WandaVision where you had the potential to like open up anything because Wanda can do that. Right. right. Wanda's mm-hmm. the gateway character that can like she she's a, she's a world building character. She could change anything. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't and take they it didn't there. They didn't really do that. They, they dropped the ball <laughs> yeah. on that one. Yeah. My expectations for this to actually have lasting effects on the Marvel Universe is 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 low other than maybe okay now we have Baron Zemo back and now we have uh US agent and that's that's the uh what we get out of this which is fine and you know having another bad badass bad guy but building. traditionally Zemo doesn't have powers right mm-hmm. right and um he's disfigured and shit like that but like this Zemo he was like kind of more of a mastermind than anything which is cool Yes, I really, I'm, I'm not really like seeing the payoffs of these shows yet hmm. uh, in the universe, but I, they aren't. This one's entertaining at least. Uh, the last episode I liked a little bit more entertaining than this one, but this one has some good Sharon Carter stuff. So every episode has a little. They something have ocean for me. moments. Shit. Yeah, I think I need to see the cumulative in this one. Sure, more than uh, even I, Wandavision. I'm kind of with you, Imran, for the first time in a long time. Oh, in that uh, oh I, shit felt like WandaVision. I just was having a little bit more because it was just so different. Yeah. And new, yeah. And there was a lot of like mystery to chew on that. I was just, I was having a lot more fun with it. Yeah. Not to say that I don't like this show. Right. I actually, I mean, I do like this yeah. show as well. And I think there's still a lot of very good threads that they're weaving. Um, I'll, I'll say that I think both of these shows, I think what they're, what they're accomplishing in terms of like the overall big picture yeah. is I think these shows are a good outlet for, Characters it, like to kind of decompress, yes, and like let characters just kind of be normal and do different things. Like you'd never really see in a Marvel movie be, the stuff with Sam having I to deal see with more like, of a that. bank loan yeah, or talking to his sister. I randomly. love it. Yeah, like in the movies, it kind of was like they never. Every movie has to be an event. They don't have time for that so they, in the movie. Yeah. yeah, they don't have time yeah. to like sit down and like kind of deal with the fallout. So I like that these shows yeah, are dealing with the fallout well. of the blip. It's a great yeah. way to bolster characters. Yes. Yeah. You're like, okay, let's prop up these characters to be more than, yeah, they have like four lines in this movie. Okay. Like right. in a cat movie, you know, there's going to be a, a side ancillary character. So you take these side characters, you build them up and then you can now temple with them. Oh, you're that, you're so. right. The both shows I've done phenomenally is it's, you get to spend more time with these people who really didn't have a lot of time. Once you add up all the minutes, you see them in brief. So the character building they're doing and for Sam and Bucky is fantastic. And again, I do just like the Mark Spellman said in that interview, I think everyone's going to be at a different place at the end. So whereas it was more fun to watch one division episodically, this is literally, it's just like chunks of this long, awesome movie. Right, that gets to breathe and take its time, and it is doing it well. It's just a different lane, right? But then it also yeah. makes me really excited for Loki. Seeing what we just saw, like I'm gonna get a little bit of the wackiness from WandaVision, a little bit of the action from this. Maybe that's combined there. That looked amazing. So I feel like the production value was. Oh, good it's phenomenal! No, it's top notch, dude. You can't fault the production on this at all. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I it's mean, just, it's good. it says less water cooler talk, though. It does. Yeah, th- does. It, 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 there is less. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There is less. I don't feel the 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 weekly buzz that like WandaVision was getting. Whereas like if for a while, yeah, up until like the end, I felt like it was just like over like every week it just kept building. They spoiled and building us and building. with that. Yeah. You know, like every every week the like the conversation was like, 
what's going to happen? What's happening next? Where are they going? Who's coming out? And this one, I don't feel maybe that's a good thing in terms of like at the end because people won't be disappointed. But I don't yeah. feel that buzz of like what's going to happen. No, who's going to premiere? Who's going to show up? Like I don't. There's not that like. I guess there's not that buzz of like the character. Like what? Well, what, what will it, this open up in the Marvel universe? Sort you of see thing? it in that comment, the user comments. Like I'm going to freaking speculate the whole series. Like Wandavision. Yeah. Like right. people are learning to stop themselves yeah. from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy like i don't want to go and waste my time again yeah yeah yeah. but um yeah this is less of a water cooler show this is less of a buzzy show i don't know how it's doing in the ratings but you know if it's one uh, visions destroying it or was it was it the same i don't know um that that's another thing that i that'd be interesting to know but three more episodes that's yeah, it three more we'll see how it plays out i'm, I'm curious to see if this will be a non like an ongoing show, or if this is just a, a limited series like WandaVision well, it seems you like. You know, it was. with the the way I have it set up with the title, you could easily do multiple seasons and not worry about, you know, where they are in the MCU, where with WandaVision, that's a that's a one and done. You can't fucking do that again. I feel like the, the the characters too, right? Like Sam and Bucky kind of lend themselves to doing like mission yep. of the week type yep. stuff. Or like yep. whereas Wanda that's a character like she does. You got to do some big shit with that character. You can't always just like have her in like her own little show. Yeah, this show reminds me a little bit of like person of interest drugs a little bit, right? With like the mission and the uh, just the guy being a badass kicking, kicking ass. Yeah, of course. But this is less episodic, and it is just chunks of a movie. We got three chunks left. Three chunks. That was your. That was your nickname in high three school. Three chunks right? was my nickname in high school. Did you, oh, how no. did you know? Did you meet someone? Did you read my yearbook? Hey, three chunks. Keep in touch over summer. Have a great summer. What did I don't you- normally laugh at my own jokes. So that's, that's really cheesy. You but son of a I, I like bitch. that. Well, if you enjoy cheesy jokes, listener, you should buy some of our podcast swag to show your love. Visit jockander.com slash shop. We got t-shirts. Get a shirt that says three chunks. I'm gonna have to make one that says uh, three chunks. Jock and Nerd, three chunks strong. I'll make one of those t-shirts. But you can get our logo on mugs and uh, notebooks, pillows, t-shirts, hoodies, little things, little onesies for your kids. Uh, And there is a sale this week, April 7th and 8th. Everything's up to 35% off. And then there's another sale next week, April 14th through 16th. Save money and get some podcast swag. Let's take a break here. Play some promos. We're going to come back. And John Bellotti Jr. is going to be here. Oh, shit. Like magic to help he us. He reappeared. Yes, he's going to teleport in. He's going to blip back in. So we can geek out about Godzilla versus Kong right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the pop culture Cosmo show. And the PCC multiverse every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want to show your love and give back and support the show, make sure we keep making shows every week. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And for as little as $3 a month, you'll be part of our exclusive producer Patreon community. You will get access to a bonus RSS feed where there's exclusive bonus bullshit posted there. Movie reviews, Corona binge reports, jock talks, instant reactions. I posted an instant reaction to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, this new episode that we've talked about. I don't want to say thank you to listener and patron Blake Braden for increasing his support. Well done. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Isn't it great when every week you hear something like this? Isn't that yes, that, you got to keep it going. Somebody do something this week so I can shout you out next week. All that fun stuff. com slash Patreon. Let's get to the review, everybody. It's Godzilla versus I shit like Kong. <laughs> Sorry, that came in, that came in hot that. and loud. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, here's there's something you expect. You fucking spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. And of course, we may have mentioned this before, but John Bellotti is here, our illustrious admin of the group. Bellotti, how are you? Thanks for joining us for this uh, geek out, Godzilla geek out. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a while since I've been on the show, but uh, this is kind of preordained from like over a year ago when we knew the movie was coming out. So. here I am, ready to tear this movie a new asshole. That's right. Well, we did have you on for King of the Monsters, but I think this is a much better movie yeah. to have you on. Was I on? Wait, was I on for King well, of the Monsters? No, I, I neglected I to reach out because wow. I'm an asshole. So you yes. pin me, you you yeah. pigeonhole me as the Godzilla guy, and then but you don't, don't even call, give you the uh, call. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay, well, look, yeah. I, this is the kind of friend Imran really. You know is. what that movie? Whatever this movie, this is the movie I want you here for. This is sure it is right. Sure this is. is the fourth <laughs> American right. Godzilla mm-hmm. movie. Uh-huh. And then Go no, how many? Third. Is it? It's the third. I thought it's the uh, it's the third no, no. fourth, fourth. monster verse third Godzilla movie. Well, well, if you count the TriStar, yeah, I yeah, guess I it's the fourth. I'm counting the, the TriStar. God. I blocked that from my brain. I'm counting Sorry. the TriStar. That, that would be the fourth yep. American Godzilla. Yes. Oh, he is right. Yeah, oh, he is. Fuck it. you guys, and you're the Godzilla oh. experts. And how I hate many? When Emron's right, I hate it. How many Toho movies, Bellotti, have there been so far? Uh, Thirty-six total. Thirty-six minus four. That's thirty-two. 32. There yeah. you go. Why would <laughs> you just, just say 32? Because uh, I failed math twice. Okay. Lay off. And anybody know the, the number of Kong, U.S. Kong movie this is? Like 12 or something? Yes. Nailed it, Rock Boy. 12. 12. Kong, US Kong. I read the yeah. show notes. Yeah. Oh, no. 12th Kong Ten. movie. There's 10 U.S. Kong movies, yeah. two Japanese Kong movies. 
before we review this, since this was like, you know, uh, HBO and Warner Brothers big announcement this year, they were going to let all their movies on HBO Max and in the theaters day and date, which I love. Geek bonus. How did everybody watch this John Bellotti? I watched it at HBO Max with my wife on a Wednesday night with a big bowl of popcorn. Nice. It was amazing. And uh, how many times have you watched it? I've only watched it once. Okay. Anthony? Anthony, I also watched it on the Wednesday night it was released on HBO Max. On the Max. On the Max. I watched it only one time in full, but I've watched the fight scenes numerous times after. Absolutely. Rug boy. I watched it in New York City. Holy shit. In IMAX with the legendary artist Dope Pope. Oh, you watched it with Dope Pope? Holy shit. So it was my first movie back in the theater. Holy shit. And it was, uh, there was, everybody that was at the theater was there for that, this movie. How did it um, feel? Well, uh, luckily they only had, they had a 50 person uh, maximum okay. in the theater. Yeah. So imagine an IMAX movie. It's just yeah. like this huge cavernous thing with only 50 people in it. It's like not even anywhere near a yeah. quarter full. You got tons of so, room. So yeah, it was tons of room, tons of like, you know, everybody had masks on. Everybody was pretty, pretty chill. There was a lot of weed though. What? I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah. My kind was of a lot of people yeah. was openly smoking weed in the theater. Um, God, I miss yeah. New York City. But uh, yeah, I Fuck. saw it. And then at home, I watched the the film in its entirety maybe twice more. Wow. And then I watched wow. the action sequences like like if I have any nothing else to do, I'll put it one on and just watch it again. Ah, so, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, how, you know how lame I am? Yeah, I'm just thinking about why I didn't watch it again. I had off on Friday. And I did a lot of artwork in the morning, and I put on the movie Cocktail what? while I was drawing instead of Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, okay. You know Cocktail with Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Great yeah. movie. But it's like, an awesome movie. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'll put on Cocktail. I didn't even think to put on Godzilla vs. Kong. Dude, you should have wow. just have- You really aren't the Godzilla guy. No, no. <laughs> That's because I was watching the Millennium films. I watched the, uh, the Kiryu saga when I, uh, I was like, oh- Mega you love the Kiryu Saga. I did it until this movie made me love it because I was like, "This movie sucks." I'm gonna watch the Kiryu Saga. This is much better. So that's what <laughs> happened. So a good thing, a good thing came out of that. Wait, did you change your opinion already on the movie? You came, you were in the chat going, "This movie, I loved it." I was smiling from ear to ear. What are you talking about now? Yeah, I changed. Yeah, you I changed did? my opinion. Right. Wow, what did, after one time? Because I think the, he, he, there is an opinion that you have when you watch the movie, and then when people talk to you. And then, of course, if you're the guy that everyone knows that likes Godzilla, they, they, they're going to love to shit on your day. So they're going to come and tell you about <laughs> I had I had my co- our cousins. We went for a, a walk down to Janine's cousin's house in, in Brooklyn. And the guy next door came out. He saw my Godzilla mask. He's like, did you see it? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I, w- I wanted to see that nobody film, but I saw this. And it was <laughs> fucking awful. So I had like oh, no. ran I, everyone at work. Today, someone came up to me. Yo, I saw that Godzilla and Kong. Yo, it fucking sucked. Oh, so every, no, every day since it. then, oh, I have shit. not heard one good thing. You're getting and it I, from <laughs> everywhere. That's stay I, strong, man. Yeah, stay stay strong. How can you stay strong with a weak foundation like that? Like, don't there's no don't. there's no defending it. Like, well, what are you going to say? All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it. I also, I watched it on HBO Max and I watched it twice and yeah the second time uh watching the action scenes i would rewind and watch again so it was like two and a half times on rotten tomatoes you guys it is now sitting at 75 percent 6.4 out of 10 so uh it was a little bit higher went down a little bit box office wise here's the the interesting thing that the experiment was 
is putting out a movie on HBO Max, day and date, as well as the theaters, is that going to hurt the box office? And I think there's a number of reasons right now, obviously, uh, that this went kind of well. Even before it opened in the U.S., it had made $122 million overseas. Uh, the budget was around 160 to $200 million. Five-day opening total, it makes... Forty-eight and a half million dollars. Oh, shit! In the first five days, uh, it's currently sitting at two hundred and eighty-five million dollars worldwide, which is oh, shit. It's more than almost as much as the King of the Monsters did in his whole run. Yes, it is. It is uh, the King of the Monsters opening weekend was about forty-seven million, and this thing has already made that much uh, domestically in the five. So. I this is this thing is huge. It's making doing mad yeah, numbers. Huge. Any thoughts but on you this? You know what? It wasn't like uh it wasn't like an easy roll of the dice here because no. you see that Marvel flinched and moved back Black Widow. Yep. They had no faith in in people going back to theaters. Yeah. So no. now it'll be interesting uh, that uh you know obviously this movie I didn't know it was going to open that big at all, but it no did. One knew. Yeah. Because Nobody I knew. think I think the trailer was so good. And it really started this well, whole thing. I think it's a number so, of things. It's uh, people are getting vaccinated. The the capacities were opening, and this thing is actually at the three thousand and sixty four theaters. Oh shit! This is like the widest release of a movie yet, and the best it's done. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I agree. I think it's in hindsight. I think it's the perfect movie coming out where it's just mindless, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. People have been looking for, look like this is a movie you, a lot of people would want to see in a movie theater. Yeah. So you have that, you have people getting vaccinated, you have people not giving a fuck anymore and just like, I'm getting out and you have a movie that comes out that is just like, the title alone is just screams fun, and I'm sure a lot of these people probably didn't even see King of the Monsters. They don't give a fuck about it that. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't it's matter. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And the word of mouth I've heard from everyone has been like, I, this is exactly what I expected, and it's what I wanted to see in a movie theater at this point. Bellotti, this thing did what Christopher Nolan was trying to do with Tenet and didn't. How does that make you feel? Come on, that's good, right? Well, it's, it's exactly like Tony said. It's it's everyone has been home. Everyone has watched every movie imaginable, <laughs> yes. right? Like like how many like dog day afternoons are you going to watch where it's just like okay or or like movies with social or political messages, like, you know, every other Netflix movie. And I'm watching Godzilla vs. Kong, and I'm like, I don't have to think. Yeah, This is refreshing. They're just punching. I love it. That's all (laughs) I wanted. And I had a really uh, crazy day last week, so I just wanted to come home and unwind and not, like, you know, like these movies, some of these movies, like, demand your attention. You know, like um, David Fincher, like his movies, you have to be in them. Or Kurosawa or Scorsese. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. So like to think that Tenant was going to be the movie like that's that guy's so fucking full of that, himself. Yes, that was I mean I don't know why he thought that movie. These was are the movies that get people into theaters. This, this is like an ass and seat kind of movie. Absolutely. So. I I couldn't be happier that this thing is doing so well. Uh, the movie directed by You couldn't be happier. Well, I I yeah, I you, I'm sure happy. you're <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah, me too. Him too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but it's so great. I just feel great that like the Godzilla versus Kong is is the one Uh, That's hitting home. Directed by Adam Wingard, who is also working on the Face Off reboot. Let's not forget that movie. And he is he doing that? Yeah, he's doing the Face Off reboot. And it was announced that he's going to be doing live action CG Thundercats movie, which is fucking fantastic. Uh, The movie's written story by Terry Rossio, Michael Doherty, and Zach Shields. Screenplay. Too many people. That's a lot of people. Screenplay by two more people. 
Eric Pearson, Max Borstein. So that's five people writing this. Max Borstein, though, has written on all of the MonsterVerse movies so oh, far. He needs to go, but okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> music by Junkie XL. And I think also we have to note the guys playing Kong and Godzilla, Terry Notary, is playing Kong in this movie. And he played Kong in Skull Island. He plays like every ape. He's in like the Planet of the Apes yeah. movies. I mean, he's that. as good as Andy Serkis is from what I can see here. Yeah. You know, and then TJ Storm, who has played Godzilla in three MonsterVerse films, including this one. The cast features people, and you know what? Doesn't really matter. Like, who gives a fuck well, about yeah, these people? Yeah, we, nah, we really know. You got the fucking girl nah. from Stranger Things and one of the Scars Guards. What else? The and Brian Tyree Henry. What else do you need to know? The guy from Eternals, the kid from Deadpool, the kid too. from Deadpool from New Zealand, um, the guy the from girl. Friday Night Lights, who was in the other movie. Yeah. The uh, hot girl. Kyle Chandler's in it again. Kyle, yes. So, oh, so she is very, very good looking. Eliza very. Gonzalez. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. His, uh, She's very yeah, good Eliza. Uh, or Isa. Sorry. Isa Gonzalez. She's in I Care a Lot, too. Oh, she is. She's the girlfriend uh, of Rosalind. She's going to make me care even more. I that yeah. definitely. <laughs> care. All right. Anthony, plot me. What happens in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the quickest uh, plot summary. I mean, yeah. Other than it, Godzilla vs. Kong. Let's actually, I- I'll, I'll give it its due. Basically, Godzilla's attacking humans. They don't know why. There's a nefarious organization called Apex that is looking for the hollow earth to tap into some sort of energy source. They feel like Kong is the only way to get into that energy source, so they lead an expedition with Kong to find this energy source in hollow earth, and Godzilla is in their way, and there is madness. Yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, okay, Bilotti, you're our guest. Opening thoughts, when this movie ended after, before everyone ruined it for you by telling you it sucked at work. Oh, they didn't ruin it. The movie, <laughs> the movie did a great job of that. Um, but go back to the first time you saw it, when it ended, what were you thinking? I just so the, the preten- pretext, pretense this? I don't know. Um, on Preface? S- Preface. Yes. That's the on word. Sunday, I watched Jackie Chan's Police Story because it was on okay. HBO Max. Okay. And I'm like... I put it on and I'm like, oh my God, the, the beginning is great. The middle just sucks. And then the ending is incredible, right? One of the greatest action endings of any action movie of all time. So then I put on Godzilla vs. Kong and I'm like, this is a fucking Jackie Chan movie. There's really no <laughs> difference. It, it opens up incredible, right? With Godzilla's attack. Yeah. And then it's a lot of it is Kong monkeying around, right? We got to get Kong over here. We got to get him over there. And then it's that ending. It's that incredible, incredible ending. Yeah. And I was just smiling the whole time, like they were fighting. And I was like, the 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 human stuff was terrible, as as it always was expected to be. But this time it was even more terrible because they were just like doing these total plot devices. Like we have to get to this point, so we're gonna do this. And I'm, I need to borrow Kong. I don't want to. Please, okay. You know, a lot of shit like that. Yeah, that whole ending. I mean, it was just like nonstop, and there was no. What they fucked up in King of the Monsters is that you'd have Ghidorah coming at you at the screen, and then they'd cut away to Millie Bobby Brown, and nobody would give a shit. <laughs> why? Right? Yeah, I'd be and, like, and why a, are you cutting away from the fight now? Yeah, like, why are you cutting away? And it's obscure, and I'm like, this sucks. And this movie, they were like, we don't fucking care. It's just monsters fighting, banging dicks, swinging from buildings, Godzilla smiling. It was awesome. I mean, I was like, I was fucking i was pumped and uh that's fucking awesome yeah that's really good yeah <laughs> that's like that's like totally awesome so i was all like jacked up and then all of us were like talking in our text message the next day and then 
when my cousin and my brother watched it and they found out I liked it, they pretty much ripped me apart for like my oh. entire lunch break the oh, next day. No. And then we're and I'm talking to you guys and we're all like, Oh my god, what about that part? Um so yeah, that was really my takeaway. And then it's one of those things it's like you watch it, you go, That was cool. But if you start thinking about it, you're gonna start hating it. So you just have to just hold on to that original sort of feeling. The original of like, joy. Yes, the choreography, the directing, and those action sequences. That's all Again, you need. It's, yeah, it's like it's like uh, uh, we compared it to uh, Rugboy compared it to Tommy Ungun with Tony Ja, right? Yeah. He just looks for his elephant and he beats up half of Australia, <laughs> and you don't care because you just want to see the action scenes and they're incredible. You don't care about the the story, right? That's my takeaway from this is that, like, if you try and rationalize it as a good movie, you really can't. Yeah. There's no way because it's. I mean, I immediately wanted to rewrite the movie after I saw it because I was like, how could they just not do this and make it easier? Right. And like, get rid of all these characters and just concentrate on this. I can't say that it, it, I, it didn't deliver on the promise of the fucking fight that was totally what I've been wanting since the first Godzilla movie. Now, not notwithstanding the fact that uh, the first Godzilla movie had a really good fight scene, but it would constantly cut to other things. And not only that, but they teased you with, with, with there was a fight in the beginning that they cut away from completely. It's pretty short, too, in, those, in that first so, movie. So you had like one fight yeah. in this in that Godzilla movie, yeah. right? You really had one. This one, you had three distinct you got three fights. awesome fucking battles. Which and, is they great. Were, and they didn't cut away at, at any of them. Like, really, like, unless it was like, okay, someone had to release Kong from the chains. Okay, that's necessary. No, but you could it's, see all the moves here. It yes. looks amazing. You weren't missing anything. There weren't, they weren't concentrating on somebody else in the foreground while shit was like, uh, yeah, like John said, like in the King of the Monsters, there were they, Millie Bobby Brown or the guy from Friday Night Lights was in the foreground running around and then, oh, Mothra's fighting. Road. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, why can't I see that? So I was just so elated that someone finally put the camera and, and not only that, but like, you know, made an interesting fight that wasn't that felt like a show uh fight scene, you know, like with people body slamming each other and shit like a lot of that stuff was there. So I felt like, yes, I know it's a shitty movie, but. It's giving me something that I've been waiting for for years. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> since I was 2014. Like, I, yeah. So I was like, show. I, I I was promised big tits, and I got to see the big. You tits. got your movies, <laughs> Anthony. To me, this parts of this movie are like a fucking WWE fucking wrestling match. What did you think? What did they get right here? You know, I'm going to echo a lot of what these guys said. The the they delivered on the promise of the premise. The premise is Godzilla versus Kong. You got to see that in full display the entire time you got to see even when they weren't fighting granted the humans are whatever but come on you're watching a godzilla movie yeah how many godzilla movies actually have great human characters i didn't grow up as a fan of godzilla movies as a kid not rewinding past the human character parts just to get to the fights as long as the fights deliver i've always been good with a godzilla movie that has good fights and if you're coming into this with like a critic's mindset and like very analytical about the whole thing. Like, of course you're not going to like it. I, I can't say that these, the human characters are good. I will say that it's paced way better than King of the Monsters. Yeah. I think it's paced much better than Godzilla 14. I think it's probably the best pacing as far as like monster move, monster action. Like even the stuff that isn't monster stuff where they're following Kong, you get to kind of see like 
Kong doing different things on you go to Hollow Earth Scratching and this movie's fucking bonkers. Yeah, Hollow Earth in terms crazy. of like going into Hollow Earth wormholes. Yeah, we'll it's the best that the monsters have ever looked. Wow. Far, Absolutely. By, by far. The the best I mean Hong Kong, the the way it's lit up at oh, night. The colors it's a fucking beautiful backdrop. The animals are like fighting and they're they're doing like WWE type stuff, yeah. but not like it's not like there's some of those Godzilla movies where like Godzilla sliding on his tail or like flying. Like it's still they they pushed it to like its limit of like being animalistic, yeah. but also having like animals with personality yeah. fighting each other. Yeah. For me, this was like there's movies that you just go in and like it's a versus movie, or you just go in and you like you just want to kick back, watch some big gigantic action, smile, eat some popcorn, have a day. You know, like a lot of like early two thousands movies, this movie is definitely that. So for me, it it delivered in all aspects, and I was fucking pumped Fuck yeah. and elated to see something like this. This was awesome. I mean, I yeah. thought these these two Godzilla and Kong had the most personality I've seen out of any of these movies, and with all the stupid human stuff, it really is like the closest to like the old school like B monster movie kind of structure. Like I feel like they knew that the human stuff was dumb. And uh, it, it, and you just went with it, uh, you know, given that the whole fucking Millie Bobby Brown conspiracy podcast storyline is entirely unnecessary. You could get rid of that whole you thing. Can, you don't need that at all. It's, no, it's but the, the girl, the way they introduced a deaf girl that can communicate with Kong. I thought that was amazing. And that's like a big it's a, a huge thing to have someone be able to communicate with Kong. She makes no sense, but she her, she's the best character they've yeah. done. <laughs> she is the, the best. The use character of her movie. makes a lot of sense. Like just to have that mm-hmm. connection with. Well, I mean, she make. I was just gonna say she makes no sense in that there. She's in a monitored facility, and no one could notice that she's teaching this this whole time sign language. Yeah. Well, let's start from there. Like the first silly thing. So it has silly things like the old Godzilla movies do. Oh like God. all of a sudden he's in a fucking biodome on Skull Island. Like wait, you're like what? What well, the fuck I- happened? I don't think it's all of a sudden. I think that, you know, they've been there since the 1970s, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that at a certain point in time, uh, the weather got really bad. She said, the, the, yeah, she said the island got wiped out. And so they had to build this dome. Yeah. And th- it, it serves two purposes. Number one, it keeps protects Kong from the weather. And it also protects him from Godzilla from, from kind of sensing him because it, it could like uh, stop the echolocation or whatever the bullshit that they used in the last movie that they completely threw out. <laughs> so um, I think that's the purpose of that. So he's in there and, uh, and this little girl is uh, the last of her kind. Yeah. And so they're, they're like the last living beings of skull Island. I don't know what else is in that fucking terrarium that he's in, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess they have that bond. He's getting too big for it. He knows that it's there and he, I mean, I don't know why he just doesn't go to the edge and just pound on it until it falls this, apart. Was the but. size weird? They didn't really explain why he's big. They just, you know, you assume he grew. Well, they said, in, they said yeah. in Skull Island that he's just a kid and he's growing. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of things that don't really explain that are really cool, like his axe and the whole fucking throne. But you know what? I didn't care because what I was watching was really a lot of fun. I even love the bad guy. Uh, Walt Simmons played by Damien Bashir. He's just like this cartoony bad guy. It's fucking great. He even wears like the, the jacket, like a cape. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like, funny. So bad. He's always I mean, drinking. They, yeah, he's always, I mean, it's, it's always, they, in the Godzilla movies, there's always like an evil yeah. scientist that is doing yeah. some stupid shit. I think, is, I think that no was, different. if you remember the original Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, the alien was always just like drinking brandy. 
<laughs> and I took it as a little homage to that, but I don't know if that was intentional. Oh, there's some definitely intentional homages to the uh, show us. Oh, and absolutely. Other well, when, they, when, they, when they airlift Kong, I mean, that was like a direct homage to the original. Well, the, well not only yeah. the airlift, I mean, even just him on the tankers and air, is an homage to the, the, the Godzilla versus Kong and even like Kong 76. And Godzilla and bringing him in on a boat. Godzilla's, yeah. The axe to the throat. Like the tree, yeah. That was there. We had that. Oh uh, yeah, Godzilla smiling too. Yeah. Oh yeah. He smiles. He's, he's still in he's, motion, dude. Yeah, he smiles when he throws Kong like towards the end. You know, I, instead of nitpicking at stuff, because I mean that's an easy thing. Yeah. But you have three Godzilla fans and Imran's enthusiasm. I pour, I personally want to go into just some fucking cool moments. Well, let's the, talk the, about fucking Hollow Earth and how it looked amazing. And uh, I just didn't understand where the sunlight was coming from, but whatever. Uh, you know, the well, the theory is yeah. the theory is, yeah. uh, you know, if you ever read Jules Verne right. or any of those Journey to the Center of the Earth, there is like a the molten core that's supposed to be our planet's core yeah. is the sun. Oh, it's that's the where sun. the heat. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what I took it as too. Oh, okay, I'll buy that. But I love what do you think about the axe? I want to know the backstory about this axe. You know, I think the writer or director explained like this is one of uh, it's Godzilla scales that it's been, but yeah, clearly definitely. powers up. And that fucking moment, I mean, it almost has a Captain America lifting Molinier moment <laughs> when Godzilla powers up the fucking axe. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Right I mean, this movie had me cheering at times. And just the fact that you saw that they respected each other. Like, game respects game. It was fucking great the way they did that. Like, he's the biggest hit that Godzilla took was when he he uh, charged up the axe yeah, in the first place. He hit him back. But unbeknownst to him, it was going to affect him that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he saw what it could do, and he's like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking charge this motherfucker up. I mean, and yeah, that was really cool. That was pretty cool. That was amazing. I mean, <laughs> the lead up to that, though, for me, was like, first off, barring the, the uh, you know, Alexander Skarsgård charging his heart out of nowhere but whatever um, that's like from the i watched the original movie too by the way before this and oh no that, kidding yeah that reminded well, me that's of like true that is the lightning thing yeah um but i liked i mean just the build up to where kong gets up he's doing the sign language he relocates his shoulder back <laughs> in the oh, socket that's so good. That, he pops his that fucking i fucking lost it that was <laughs> and that's a total homage to die hard too and yeah, yeah. yeah. i'll leave the weapon too i'm sorry he, well yeah. he's yeah. mclean and murtaugh put together kong yeah. this kong is why because yeah. he's wow where, where well, you going with that racist no, wow, he... that is a real racist, racist thing what are you talking about John McClane, he does the Die Hard he jump the off the boat. Yes, he that's does. True, that's and true. then he pops his shoulder in like Murtaugh, you I'm fuckers. I'm sorry. I thought you did Murtaugh the other guy. He pops it in Riggs. like Riggs, I mean, Riggs. you racist. Yeah, 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 Riggs. Racist son yeah, of a Murtaugh bitch. Murtaugh is a black guy, you son of a <laughs> no, bitch. No, no, Murtaugh is, is it, who's, which one is Riggs? Riggs is, is uh, Mel Gibson. Who pops his shoulder back Mel in Mel Gibson, Riggs, you racist. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. Racist, Emron. I actually don't know. I, now now I've, I've confused myself. Anyways. This new Godzilla is unfriendly, and he's going to destroy your country. Okay. There's nothing you can do about it. Yes, just listen to that man. And <laughs> distraction techniques. The, um, well, I, I was just going to say that that buildup, where he pops it in, Godzilla is like on the ground getting his ass kicked by Mechagodzilla. He's going to do the throat thing that they homage from the 2014 Godzilla, and then Kong comes in, grabs his arm, and they like... Both grab his arm, tag team style, and like throw yeah, him oh through God. the building. I'm like, oh my! I I literally was like, 
This is amazing. This is well, the how best many people thing died? The destruction Who was cares? phenomenal. Who cares? I don't care. It was great. <laughs> They're all dead. There's you, everyone's dead. Everyone's I dead. I assume they evacuated the city. That's why I was this like, is, oh, they must have well, evacuated. Listen, this isn't a sport. This is like fucking destruction. Yeah, this, this is what it's it is. Amazing it's not, destruction. But like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's Armageddon, but so many people died. You know, like, no, it's fucking Armageddon. Is that? That's what happened. Just God's yeah. fighting. What did all you right? guys think of Mecha Godzilla? And how they? Uh, I mean, uh, he, he was he was fine, but like, I wasn't really inspired by by him. And and he, you know, he was. I feel like that they should have left something uh, to work with for maybe a, another version or something. I don't know. You know what it reminded but, me of? Uh, it reminded me of uh, the Dark Knight, the way they shoehorn Two Face in at the very end. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded okay. me. Of. I, I I I like the idea of. I liked like kind of the the bones of where they were going, where it was like King Ghidorah's psionic link. So like right. he went nuts because King there's com, some King Ghidorah King Ghidorah DNA in him. Um, he was I felt a little shoehorned in. Design wasn't great, but in action I was like, wow, this I like this motherfucker kicks ass. Yeah, he so moved. I was like, yeah, Holy shit! Yeah, fucking it move. took yeah. it took both of them and the help of the humans to actually defeat yeah. Mechagodzilla. Had him like there was no fucking stopping the it. The one the one thing that pisses me off is like they gave Kong the total win on this one. Like he got the killing blow. Let, yeah, let have Godzilla have one. Like all he did is charge up his action, right. and you didn't see Godzilla ever again. Oh, but then Kong goes ham and fucking just yeah. chops him up, and then does the Mortal Kombat fucking fatality and pulls his I head off. I would have liked to see right. him so get good. one last hit in, mm. just something. Well, I, you know? I accepted it because uh, they they gave Godzilla yeah, the killer that's, W. That's what I was going to say too. They gave it to Sorry. him. It was a trade off. Yeah, they had to. Yeah. But I but I like when he powers up the axe. I thought that was pretty cool. And like that that he had enough sense to like sense that you know i like that kong when he was fighting godzilla like he kept on closing his mouth when he was trying to do that they shutting his mouth as oh, yeah. he was gonna beam him yeah and like kind of like uh like putting it out like a fucking like a lighter or something you know <laughs> no he, like, there was snap. definite moves where like he shoots the beam and then he like knocks him on the head and knocks his head down or he's deflect like i love how you could see every move that was happening and you could see the thought process oh, that was huge dude the fact that you could see it and what another good thing about the the whole end battle is that, you know, like uh, in Pacific Rim, Del Toro tried to shoot a lot of stuff from the ground level looking up. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This movie, they were looking down at Godzilla. When, yeah. when Godzilla's on all fours and like yeah. like crawling and, oh, yeah. oh my God, I was like, that is incredible. And when Kong is swinging from the from the buildings and then he's like hanging up on that tower, just like hanging out, waiting for Godzilla. Yeah, waiting for him. So another thing that they did is there's, if you notice, there's tons of these point of view shots. Sometimes yep. they're Kong point of view shots. Sometimes it's you're falling down with them and the camera is just like fixed to their body and it looks fucking amazing. The colors in the smoke in the Hong Kong and uh, all that was so good. So you, you can clearly see like this franchise was kind of just like, like they just kind of did it willy nilly because like every Godzilla movie, even the Kong movie, they all feel completely different in the way they shoot yeah, the yeah, action. Yeah, like yeah. it's the tone is like wildly different. different. Well, yeah. yeah, Skull Island is probably the most close, closest. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, because it's the one that like lets it breathe and you can see everything and it's shot during the day. Um, and it it seems like a more classic uh film, a little bit of Sam Raimi ish in, in in places. Yep, yep. But uh, I like his directing, yeah. Adam Wingard. I thought he did a really good job here. Yeah, um, you know, he's pretty good. You know, yeah, he got. I mean, he got a big franchise, and he, you know, it's, he didn't write the script, so he just had to shoot what he was just there. Had to but make it look but cool. when you deliver on the action, 
So let's he's talk about an, aw- another awesome. amazing thing he does. The first fight on the ocean, on the boats, in fucking full daylight, right? As the sun is rising or setting. And, uh, you know, you usually you see these fights in the dark and it's rainy, like in King of the Monsters. You're like, what the fuck's going on? What did you guys think of this original, uh, this original battle? Well, you had... Um- a lot of call outs to movies you had, like obviously Jaws was involved. Okay, yeah, yeah. Especially when he has the boat, yeah. like the buoy. Yeah. Yep. And then uh then Kong, he wants to get Godzilla away from that boat because the girl's yes, on that there. Was smart. And then he does he does like the, uh, something from an ev- Evangelion where he he hops on he hops, ships leaps and lands. Ships, yeah. I'm so, why and like sh- hops hops and skips on top of them and the they kind of like break. go down into the water yeah. and come back up. Uh that was cool. And then um obviously they they have they trade blows. And there's that great, like, diehard, uh, he lights up the boat. That's great. And He's like, they fight yeah. underwater for, like, a period of time. Yeah. You can see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, even I, underwater. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm obviously Team Godzilla, but I think it was kind of smart to, like, basically put the story on Kong. Kong is a little bit more relatable. Like, you can, he emotes a little yeah. better. Yeah. And even though I'm Team Godzilla, I was, like, kind of concerned for Kong. I was like, He's got no chance in the water with Godzilla. No. Like this is, he's going to die. Yeah. They, just, they need something. They're going to have to do something for him. Well, you know, they where the the Godzilla films, the American Godzilla films went wrong is that they basically made him uh, Gamera. And Gamera is basically a Terminator, right? He's got mm-hmm. one mission, and he just goes and terminates Gauss and Legion and Iris. And which, they, which, by the way, they, they totally stole, stole that trope from Gamera 3 for this one, right? Of course, with him destroying the bases and all. Jesus that. Christ! Yeah, that was totally fucking Camera Three. I was <laughs> like, it's Camera Three, it, where he's just like, "Where's going on? Why is he killing us?" Yeah, we're we're like the first movie they hinted at it, and they kind of said, "Oh, it's kind of like Camera." The second movie, it's like oh, a little bit more. This one, they're like, "No, it's just Camera." Yeah. So you kind of you kind of paint yourself into a corner when you make your protagonist a, a Terminator. Basically, there's only so much you can do. Whereas in the original series, Godzilla goes from villain to hero, the superhero, and. He had all sorts and the the, uh, eco crusader. I mean, there was so many more aspects (laughs) to his personality, even in the Heisei era, you know, Mm -hmm. he had more going on, but so like Godzilla is basically just there to do one thing, just annihilate whatever's like when Mecha Godzilla comes out of the mountain, he wastes no time, even though he's tired. He just goes Mm -hmm. right after him. It's like, all right, that's, he's not like, he's not going to be thinking about this. I had a small thing there uh, that I kind of appreciated. I've never like, other than that TriStar movie, because when Mecha Godzilla comes out, they show Godzilla running. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen Godzilla run other than that Diana Guana. And I was like, I always thought that would look silly. And I was like, it doesn't look bad. No, He's actually no, fucking you're, running. you're forgetting Final Wars. Remember when he runs in Final Wars? Does he run? Yeah, in Final yeah. Wars? Yeah, oh, yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they made the suit skinnier yeah. just so he could run. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. He does charge. He does charge. The, um, the weird Kaiser Ghidorah thing that was going on. He does like the Naruto run. Yeah, it's weird. Now, do you think this look? Do you think this look better? Yeah, it looked a lot better. Do you think he ran because it was just another alpha of the fight, or because he sensed Ghidorah? He he, no, he totally Ghidorah sensed the Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Like the whole time. The thing is, that's another thing that one of the things I hate about this movie is because <laughs> they they oh, no. let's get into that. It's there, it's there, but they don't really address it or spell it out for people no. so they can actually have like confirmation that whether that their theory, like obviously, like obviously. They're using Ghidorah's brain, yeah, and they're using two of them, yep. not just one. They're using them to to psionically talk to each other, yep. and they're using that same signal that was on the Orca 
It's the same sound that 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 pulsating oh, sound. Okay. All right. And so okay. Godzilla obviously went to that Pensacola because who wants to go to Pensacola? Nobody. <laughs> so he went there specifically because that signal was being yeah, let was out. Pulsing from there. Well, and yeah. then they they, uh, they shot that thing down to Hong Kong, and then a the minute that it lights up, you see him turn yeah. around yep. and start going t- towards Hong Kong, yep. and then they they cut to Monarch. But they did it in a way where like. I have to now add all the ingredients in instead of actually it being there. So you're like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, he obviously consents. And then as soon as they power that baby up, Godzilla's like, all right, this is what I initially wanted to do before this whole. I had to fucking deal with this Kong situation. I, that's so, the best cartoony part where Mega Godzilla goes sentient and the bad guy is all monologuing and then he turns around <laughs> and he's just like, oh, shit. And then just I'm actually with eaten. rugs too, where it's like, sometimes I like subtlety where you have to kind of figure it out, but yeah. that was too. It was it was like you you're like wait what why did he go mad like you had to think about it and most people I don't think would put it together that it was King Ghidorah's DNA that was making Godzilla um, attracted to all of this stuff. It's a signature, right. I think. It's just that that he can sense that. But, right. You know they threw out so much stuff from so, the other movie um, that they didn't have to, which another reason why that I just don't understand. Like I heard that Wingard has like a five hour. Of, of more footage that he shot. Oh, really? I don't think it's a five-hour cut. This is not like a... Give me the Wingard I cut. Think that, <laughs> I think that he made a movie and then they reshot some stuff and, and then he eventually came up with like... Hey, he had yeah, five hours. Well, probably shot if you remember, um, when King of the Monsters landed with a like a big wet fart at the theater, <laughs> uh, Toby Emmerich of Warner Brothers was like, uh, we're going to delay Godzilla vs. Kong because we want to deliver the best version of that yep. movie. And I think if you watch the movie, because like Sarazawa's son is in it, but there's oh. nothing for him. So I think they he just went and just cut out so much human stuff. Like just so there must many, have been a connection yeah. with his son. Yeah, but, the, the Sirizawa thing, yeah, uh, that, that was, was one weird. of my only like major nitpicks. I mean, I, I can nitpick the movie all day, but that one I was like, so wait, you have Sirizawa's son in this movie. That like that could be an important character, but why is he evil? Like your dad worshipped Godzilla. Why are you evil? And if you're going to have him as a bad guy, why aren't we exploring this thing? Because yeah. this is like the only connection to like Godzilla that like we care about. Like the the Millie Bobby Brown and Brian Tyree and and the New Zealand kid. Like we don't Nobody care about gives that. A shit about oh, that. it was so terrible. That, yeah, that yeah. was the only. That was the yeah. That's my only other critique. Is on the one hand, I wanted like King of the Monsters. The mythology building was really cool. I wanted a little bit more of that. But then that involves the stupid human parts, right? So you're adding more. But then they give you this podcast fucking storyline well, that goes nowhere. One thing on that Sarazawa thing, too, just as a quick Easter egg, that's a tie to Mickey Sagusa um, piloting the Mechagodzilla in Mechagodzilla 2. Oh. Or Katsura from Terror Mechagodzilla. Well, it's like a that's Pacific true. Rim kind yeah. of thing, too. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. There was yeah. like some kind of drifting with a kaiju. But, like, uh, shit, I had something and I had to say that. I, and then we like completely lost <laughs> it. Well, well Sarazawa, uh, like, he, he's all for this whole, you know, Mechagodzilla program. And then they finally get the power sauce. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute! Uh, we don't he understand to, this." Yeah, yeah like yeah. he had like this this change of heart, and it's like you came this far, man. Like, what's he wanted to wait and test it? And the guy's By like, the way, "Get that in the power chair. source. I don't know how you can how, download yeah, a power source. We downloaded the yeah the signal from a thousand. Okay, hold on. Can we did pick a couple of things first of all? A they go. We're we're about to go a thousand miles in two seconds. Yeah, all right, all, all right. All right. Let, like, first of all, let's just talk about stuff that they threw out from the last movie. Number one. Beginning of this movie, it tells you that all the kaiju are dead. That Godzilla has taken them all out, right? <laughs> 
So we didn't get to see any of those <laughs> awesome kaiju that they introduced. Yes. We don't know what happened. They say defeated. They're all, all they the may not be dead, but yeah. they're defeated. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they went crawling back into the ground. Number two, Hollow Earth. We saw it in, in King of the Monsters, and you had to wear a suit, and you were frying in that suit because of the radiation. It's, it's got to be hot as shit down there. All right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> for some reason, the radiation down the, in this part of Hollow Earth doesn't kill people. The gravity's the problem. And y- you can walk around. They didn't need that gravity thing. I love that, that, though. That scene where he goes to the top of where, like, the gravity level breaks and the rocks are just floating. And then he goes, he just pushes off Kong to the other side. You you can have that without the warp, the warp hole. Yeah, that that was stupid. Like, you know, animal going through a warp like that. But then when Godzilla burns a hole, he senses them. He's in Hong Kong and they just happen to be directly beneath him and he blasts a hole a thousand miles deep and there's a moment yeah. where Kong and Godzilla like see each other through the hole. Well, they and don't see like, each what? other. They just, they, they just look into the hole. Look like I they guess. saw each other. I was like, wait a they, minute. Yeah. It was, that, you were that directly doesn't really necessarily beneath them. No, Kong climbed okay. up like what? Thousands and thousands of miles yes. in like a, Over ma- a, thousand in a matter miles. of minutes. Well, well yes. the gravity is yeah. inverted because he you see him jump down the is hole, he and then he had or comes, jumping? and then it inverts, and he has to climb oh, back up. That's so confusing how the gravity works. And hollow earth, it but made my head hurt. It did. It was a fucking cool scene when they fo- <laughs> cool. when they first start seeing each other, and they're yeah. both like they go passing each, at other. each other, like Kong's yeah. pounding the ground, and Godzilla's like slams his tail down. Yeah, I was, I was like, that's awesome. This is great. This is fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> but that's good. Like they juxtapose these really fucking infuriating moments with something that's so great. Yeah, that yeah. You, it makes you kind of it takes the edge off no, of the they, bad a little. They bit. did an amazing job. It's like a trope that Del Toro does a lot, where they sort of build up that moment when the hero arrives, like when. When Skarsgård undoes his chains, you're like, oh, my yes. God. They, like, right? let him free. Right? Yeah, and then when, when Kong relocates his shoulder and Godzilla's going to buy it, and then all of a sudden he lands on top of him, that was like, oh, it's like when Cap picks up the hammer. Like, they, you're yes. 100% right. Like, they they, yes. they infuriate you. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, my <laughs> God. This is amazing. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> But then they do stupid shit like the girl the girl locks herself in a room and like before this boat goes down, like why did you just lock yourself in that room? Makes no sense. And then that tunnel <laughs> that goes from Florida Oh, there's a, yeah, to- there's a monorail <laughs> tunnel. Yes. That didn't even need to be in <laughs> a movie. Well, the point and then they end that? up in a Mechagodzilla test site. <laughs> was like, that was great. And, no one, and there's no security no, in those oh It's the worst security. My of wife all time. was like how the fuck are these kids? She's like, I hate these kids. They get in everywhere. Kong. She's like, how did it's they get so in? Bad. There's no security. I was like, they're building a Mecha Godzilla, but there's no security cameras. But but it was pretty badass when Mecha Godzilla slices through the skull crawler in one shot. Yes. Of course, yeah. I was like, With his but you could have just you could have just cut. <laughs> I know you could have just cut to Sarah You could have just, yeah, you show us just doing cut that, that scene. That. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need the fucking kids. Yeah, use the time to develop Sarazawa. Like, I think what happened is that they realized when they shot the movie that like. Millie Bobby Brown's character, like they didn't need her at all, and they're like, "Well, we can't cut her. She's like our only like big name in here. Let's <laughs> cut, let's cut Ren, you know Lance. Just, let's cut Lance Reddick completely out yes. of this movie oh, yeah, they, and give him yeah, one line, yeah. but put him in like as the like the top stars well, in the movie. What's well, what's her name? Wasn't even in it. Zhang Ziyi, the uh, the Mothra twin. Oh, yeah, the Mothra girl. What happened? Yeah, what happened and, and to the that? girl uh, Jessica Henwick was supposed yeah, to be in yeah. it. Cut her out. Yeah, so there's tons of this movie that's missing. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I it's think the weird. takeaway from King of the Monsters, because this movie was being filmed during King of the Monsters yeah. when it came out, I think the takeaway was like, oh my God, we got to cut out every. We got to cut all <laughs> of I think that's. Yeah, that's got to cut more here. I think that's stuff. like. That's how dumb Hollywood is because they're dumb. Because 
the reason why King of the Monsters didn't work wasn't because the human characters were bad. It's when we cut to Godzilla, they kept cutting away and not letting the action breathe. Now, if they had these scenes filmed the way that they filmed them, it doesn't really matter what goes on uh, with the humans if there's another five minutes or here, here or there. It would maybe hurt the pacing a little bit, but like it's not the humans that are the problem. It's that when you have the action, have the action, let it actually be something that's worth waiting for. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I that King of the Monsters failed at that. King of the Monsters, like it had these great uh, establishing shots, and then the action was cutting to everything that's, all the that's, time. That's absolutely correct. That's all I can think of is like the wide shot painting from that movie, but you don't really see anything. Then it's all like dark and close up. Can you make one of these movies without any actual human characters? Like you can have people in there. You can have TV reporters and people running around, but there's no like name characters with lines. It's a fine. That- uh, so I'm in the camp that I, pr- I want there to be a uh, good human protagonist because the best Godzilla movies had really good, Okay, human protagonist. Yeah. In my opinion, well, I think mm-hmm. where they dropped the ball is when, as soon as they killed Cranston in the first movie, yeah, what they haven't found anything. No, since. so I was yeah. talking to uh, artist extraordinaire Nick Shev about this. I said they could have had Cranston and Sarazawa as like a Nick Fury, uh, oh Tony Stark kind of. You know what I mean? Like a that would have been amazing. Yeah, through life and it would have been movies. in all the movies and Skull Island. They could have cut back to them when they were younger. When they're kids. Oh fuck, that's great. Right? And yeah. I'm like, they had this set up and they just. Fucked it all up. Like they got, they got. Okay, they got really close. Let's end with these. One first question in your mind: Who who won? Godzilla who versus won? Kong. I guess it's obvious who won in the end. Wait, but, but on that note, we know who won. That's a dumb question. Um, I think it's a draw. It's not. What a are you draw. talking Godzilla about? Godzilla won. If Kong didn't have the axe, <laughs> well, if the humans done. and if the humans didn't help when they did, Kong would have been done too. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it's clear from the movie that Kong is the inferior. He's yeah. always been inferior. I like that they respect that Godzilla respects no, I, him. I would say it's like you have uh, uh, you put us in a cage with a, a fucking uh, wolf. Right. Yeah, the wolf's gonna win. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> but you put us in a cage with a wolf and we have a gun, then it's a different story. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Or it's a, okay. a human is deadly when it has a weapon. It can use yeah. its faculties. Right. Okay. Kong is the closest thing to a human, so he can be deadly with that axe. And he can, if he has, you know, he's he's obviously using the environment yep. and all that stuff. But uh, when it's just meat on meat, you got Godzilla's got all the the you know he's got all the power. Oh, one one, one yeah. awesome, another awesome thing when Godzilla has Kong defeat. I know like they they spoiled it in trailers, but when Godzilla like roars at him to be like I'm the motherfucking man, so Kong's just still like. Fuck you and yeah, starts roaring right back, back at him. Okay. Like he like he the, like the little like snarl where he's like, I'm defeated. He's like, <laughs> but I'm still gonna fucking yell at your fucking face right now and tell you to get the fuck off me. That I was just like, my God. It was like, I why didn't this. He, <laughs> why didn't he kill him? Godzilla? Because that's no, that's when Kong uh Godzilla got Kong's respect, uh or Kong Kong got Godzilla's Kong, well, no, it was more yeah. like I think it was just it was just Godzilla's like, I'm not here to fight you, you fucker. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I beat your ass. He's like, enough with this. Uh, we're cool. Yeah, yeah I get yeah, it. Because his mission was stopping Apex, right. which is a, Kong kept like, didn't an know. evil organization yeah. that was never mentioned in any other monster. Yeah, so, you think that Kong, you, so you think sure, that he was not? like, if, if they had, if that was the, the case, mm-hmm. then if they had the eye on them, you know, the Mechagodzilla eye that connects to the brain on that one of those ships, it would have made more sense. And it would have been at like a kind of a uh, oh, a why Kong shows up in the beginning? 
It was it was no. basically no. why he shows up to kill Kong, you know. In the beginning? Yeah, when he's on the boat. Uh, like, I took I took it as he sensed that these humans were trying to like do some shit. And he's like, These humans are fucking around here. That's how now know. they got Kong and they got Kong involved. Yeah, they got they're just they're 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 being asshole humans again. Gotta put them in their spot. I'm gonna blow up this fucking factory for no reason. You don't know. I mean, that would be even that that would be uh, some kind of depth at least if they had if you had that in the movie. And I think if you want to see it that way, that's cool. But like, I, w- I wish it was written. No, in. it's not on paper. You gotta you gotta really dig for it. See, like my whole thing is when I when I saw this movie, I, I so I, I I saw this movie and I was like, I, I came out of it like there's so much of a better story to be told here. And I was like, well, in the last movie, Godzilla loses his temple. He loses the place that he has, his territory. And so, like, in this movie, he's going to Skull Island to claim that the last territory. And Kong's on it. And that's why they have to get him out of there. Not because he just goes around and kills him. That would have worked, too. There was a reason. And so I was like, yeah. And, and And then not only that, but then he goes to Skull Island, kills, beats the fuck out of Kong. And, you know, there's an opening on Skull Island. They talked about it in the movie. So Kong hightails it in there and, like, gives up Skull Island to Godzilla. And that's why they have to fight a second time. Like, that's why that's, there's a fight that means something, like, for his home, you know? But, you know, they, they had it right there. They didn't want to do I still, it. So. I still stand by my original opinion that they should have made this the second movie and built up towards King Ghidorah as like the Thanos of the MonsterVerse. Oh, interesting. And mm. then they would just fucking all team up. Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, That would King have been Kong. amazing. That would have been the other oh, way then, around. Then you would have done the oh. Destroy All Monsters thing then, right? Yeah, but... They could still do Destroy All Monsters, but they already destroyed all the monsters. They destroyed monsters. them all. They <laughs> fucked it up. Imagine dead. doing like... Uh, uh, Avengers Affinity War after the first Avengers movie. That's kind of what I felt like they did here. I, 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 I would agree with you that Go they ahead. figured out the formula too late. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now that they finally figured out that if you just let them fight and you film it and you don't cut away to other stupid things that any, you could pretty much do anything like any, like I, I will watch any shitty Godzilla versus Kong or Godzilla or Kong movie. If they have these great action scenes, like I'm, I'm going to go, even if the movie's terrible to see that, cause I want to see a spectacle in the theater. So they just figured that out. They just figured out, okay, let's get the people what they want. Like Wingard was like, I'm going to get people what they want. They want to see fucking monsters fight each other. Let's fucking That's the do closest it. they got. He had know? like two Godzilla movies ahead of him to see where they fucked up. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm not he doing that. benefit of that. Yeah. No, yeah. but that was the first, like the first movie. Everybody said that. So they already knew that they shouldn't do. They should just let them fight. Yeah, well, well, like, Do- yeah. they already promised that, and then you didn't. You kind of well, got it, but you didn't. What they real? I mean, in kind of, I guess not even hindsight. I kind of was thinking this as it was coming out, but they should have just went with the first Godzilla movie, the first Kong, as Bilotti said, and then went right away Godzilla versus Kong. Like use that like momentum right away. You blow it up with Godzilla versus Kong. And then everybody wants everybody to see wants that. It, right. right. Everyone wants to see that, right? And then everyone's now like besides Bilotti's like asshole coworkers and uh family members, everyone now is probably <laughs> like, I'm down for these fucking monster movies. So you use that Godzilla you really use Kong's springboard yeah, yeah. to then open up the monster verse and in- introduce King Ghidorah and Rodan and Mothra and you throw in like a moth you know, you throw in Kong still in these movies too. And then you get everyone interested in all the other kaiju by using Kong. Not go, not throwing all the kaiju that no one really knows other than us fans in the movie prior and then going yeah. to Kong. I think they should have used Kong as a springboard to 
open it yeah, up. Yeah, he's really the gateway, right? Because it's amazing. The takeaway is Kong, yeah, it's right? amazing yeah. how big and popular Kong they should, is. They should have did G14, Skull Island, and then and team then them up. This. Yeah. Because you know? Kong is a better character, all right? As a person to emu- like to have empathy for, and you can, you can root got for emotions. Yeah, yeah. You you can really you know we all know what an ape is. We all know those things. So we we have an affinity for Kong that is on another level than Godzilla is just a badass. Yeah. Godzilla is yeah. like this thing that we can't even understand. Yeah. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. crazy, but Kong, we can kind of like, you could talk to him like sort of. Yeah. 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 There's sympathy for Kong. Like you just, you, you can, it's a, it's like one of the only monster characters, like Kaiju that you can like relate to and be like, Oh, like I feel bad for that character. Well, right? so you, yeah. Like, emotion. yeah. Yeah. Well, in even in every single incarnation, this is not a new thing. Kong always interacts with a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like whether it's in the 2005 Peter Jackson movie where he's actually, you know, looking at this girl and cracking jokes and tripping her with his finger and stuff yeah. like that. Like there's a real interaction. Playful, yeah. He can go from you know? cute to terrifying. Yeah. The only difference is in this movie, he's just three, 400 times bigger. Yeah, you know? He's just third. like <laughs> the size of God's. All right, let's rate it and give me your final thoughts. Bilotti, give me a, a score out of 10 and uh, closing thoughts on this out of 10. Sure. This is a tough one because like lizard brain, it, it's, it rates it like a 12, but then like okay. human brain, it's like a zero. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a five. Oh, but bear with me. It's, it's, yeah. it's in the middle because it gave me what I wanted to see with the Kaiju stuff, but it didn't give me enough of the other stuff. I don't know. You know what? I'll go with a higher. I'll go with a seven. Okay. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Oh, look at that. Whoa, that was a jump. It's tough because like, I think about the monster stuff, and it's like, the, in my opinion, and I'm saying this as a, a diehard, hardcore, you know, Japanese Godzilla fan, is that it really was the best monster action ever put to film. Yeah. Ever. Wow. And I'm talking. Wow. And Pacific, that's big praise. Pacific, I know. I know, right? What the fuck? What's it, what am I drinking? Um, well, I'm down, dude. I'm and down. Pacific Rim is still my favorite. But it always kind of left me wanting more. This movie was like, I'm going to give you more. And then when you think you can't handle more, I'm going to give it's you some more. more. Yeah. They, just, yeah. they give you a lot mm-hmm. more. So Nice. Okay. We got him up to a seven. Anthony, what do you got? I am totally turning off my like yes. analytical. Yes. I'm watching Oscar movie type shit. I don't care. This movie, eight and a half out of oh, ten. This, oh, shit. As a Godzilla fan, I mean, this is what I've always wanted to see is a, a, a Godzilla film. And Kong, for what yeah, it's worth, yeah. with real fucking money behind it, with real awesome action. As Bilotti said, this is the best action in kaiju films I've ever seen. I like it better than Pacific Rim Tomb, just because I have a personal connection to both of these characters. Yeah. I've grown up watching kaiju films and, and monster movies and all those kinds of things. You know, Pacific Rim is kind of a riff on all of this. Yeah. So this is like yeah. this is the OG. This is this is them taking looking at Pacific Rim and be like, oh, that's what we can do. This is what we can be. And yeah, eight and a half out of ten. Nice. And I will also say, um, obviously my favorite Godzilla movie. And I'll throw this on there: best versus movie they've ever made. In terms, I fucking of loved it. Godzilla versus Kong, or like Freddy versus Jason, yeah. or Alien versus Predator, or Batman. This v is Superman. Batman versus Superman, but bigger and better. Do, do not even compare. Them. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm do just not, saying. Do not in terms of Godzilla not the movie, Kong but like Batman iconic characters. Yes, I, but I, yeah, in I terms agree. of like crossover yes. versus movies, mm. this is the best one. Wow! Oh, Rug Boy. Well, uh, I, I would lie if I if I said that I didn't have like moments of disappointment in watching this movie, and I feel like yes, I could turn off my brain 
and just go with the visceral joy that I had. Well, cause I did, I had, I, I was joyous. I was smiling. I was jumping in my seat. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, yeah. oh, this is good. This is that they're actually doing it. So uh, I did bring me joy, but I feel like that even if they did like do stupid shit that they should have like at least, at least, made it make sense in the universe. So that as a cohesive universe, that it makes sense. You get, you, you introduce things and you kind of like throw them away. Yeah. And then, then this movie doesn't even fucking matter. Any of this shit. They didn't try at all. And, yeah. Yeah. They didn't try at all. Yeah. So, um, like if I was going to turn off all of my critical thing, I'd be like, this is a 10 out of 10, <laughs> but I can't do that. Yeah. So I'm going to say 7.5. Okay. Um, I re listen, I echo Anthony, hundred percent. It's one. It is probably the best monster fights you're ever going to Fuck see. Yeah. And they probably, I mean, like uprising. When I saw uprising Pacific Rim uprising, I was like, I left the theater going, that was it. That's it. Like, no, this is it. This is yeah. what you like. Th this is what you want to see. The moments I, I was, I wish that Godzilla had that one last hit in Mecha Godzilla at the end, but all in all, fucking bonkers like amazing great shit so fuck yeah i mean I, as far as fights I, go yeah i gotta yeah. agree with everyone i enjoyed it just but that is the only criticism is take out the fucking millie bobby brown storyline add a little more world building to replace that they need they they just they just cut out millie bobby brown 100 yeah take the whole thing out expand sarazawa part yes, just a little bit yes and it's and, close to a fucking really fucking perfect yeah, movie and explain a little bit more of the of the axe thing. Yeah, like, okay, let's that, go yes, into that. Yes, but but besides that, there's sequences in this movie. I will happily go back and watch over again the whole third act battle. Fuck, it's fantastic. I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, I had a great time, and I hope I know this is the end. But do you think this response will make Warner Brothers do something? I would love to see more about Hollow Earth. What goes on down there? Maybe the backstory of his ex. Are there other monsters? What do you guys want? Do you want it? Bloody, what is is what is Toho going to do? Well, the contract because was up. Done. The contract was up last as of last year. But Toho is lazy and likes to make money, and they realize that they can make a shit ton of money by licensing their characters. If Legendary wants to pay for it, and the plan was that if this movie did well, then they were going to go ahead, but Kong was going to be sort of the the continuation of that, not Godzilla, is the last I heard. I, yeah. I hope they change their mind. I'd love to see the Japanese and the Americans just do two, you know, two Godzilla universes, because then it's like an embarrassment of riches. We'll see. Like, I mean, we live in a world now where a bunch of fucking whiny fans can get a $70 million budget right? <laughs> for a fucking a movie that, you know, the director walk, walked away from. So I I honestly got so at the end, Godzilla just fucks off, swims away. I can kind of know I want to see a Kong movie more than I want to see another Godzilla movie. At this point. I want to see both, mm. honestly. Yeah. You know, and what this movie did really well, I think one of you guys said it. Like we had Pacific Rim, we had Rampage, we had um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, Rampage is a really fun movie too. It was, yeah. but you know, like these those action scenes were good, and then it's like when you watch the the new Star Wars trilogy, right? And you guys, you got you have like these guys using the Force, and it's like, all right, that's kind of cool, but we just had like three Thor movies and <laughs> Avengers, yeah. and like yeah. this is kind of dated. Like, you yeah. guys, you don't have it anymore. Like, now this is for the superheroes to sort of take the baton and run with it. 
Yeah. I think like these other movies were trying to out Godzilla, Godzilla and King Kong. And like you said, this movie came in and was like, no, that's not how you do it. This, this is what it could be and how you do it right. And I'm so, mm-hmm. that's the best thing that I took away from it is that they, they said, this is, they pulled a bumblebee, a Transformers bumblebee. It's like, ah, yeah. they're like, this is how you, this is how you're going to do it. And this is, this like is the template. That analogy. Yeah. yeah so analogy. that was my big takeaway. It's like, if this is the last one, at least we know we're all going out on a high note. Like this, yeah. If it gets better than this, I'd be shocked. So, can we all agree this is the best out of the the, the three? Oh, or easily, four, easily, right? Yeah. Well, I think that as a film, I don't know if it's no, the best, no, but as an not. action film, it is yes. the best. As an action film, if you put action in front of it, if you were watching it solely for the action, it's yes, a kung, it's, it's just a kung action. fu movie. I, I, that's I keep yeah. going back to that because it's it's the same sort of. Shitty story about incredible yeah. action and doesn't matter. And it's like I said the other day. I was like, Jackie Chan is a legend because of his action choreography, not because of yeah. like the story of Dragon Lord. Like no one cares what Dragon Lord's about. They just want to see the action scenes. I mentioned this the rugs offline, but it's it's Roadhouse. Like I love <laughs> Roadhouse. It is I love, Roadhouse. I love Godzilla's yeah. con- the, the move. The plot makes no goddamn sense. And it's just brawlers. I mean, it's just brawlers. It fighting. just gives you it gives you what you yeah. want yeah. and um. My one other comment I had to say is the reaction to this is like I think movie theaters and like people that are still movie fans like in terms of going to the theater like they got to be like jumping for joy because yeah. potentially Godzilla and Kong saved movie theaters. Like yes. they, they're kind of showing that if once things are normal, like it, move, people want to go to the movie theater. And, and it doesn't matter I, that it comes out on streaming at the same right. time. That's that huge. makes it even more impressive. Yeah. And it's limited like COVID. Day and date release, yeah. Limited capacity at yeah. theaters. I like, also, I, I also went and I, I watched all of the reviewers that I respect that kind of get it, get what this movie's supposed to be. Yeah. Every one of them, like including Movie Bob, uh, John Campia, Dan Murrell, they all liked it. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. all yeah. Stuckman. They yeah. all liked it. They all thought thought it was fun. I'd, so they all were, had fun. Yeah, I think we were all waiting for something like this, and it's like the perfect time and the perfect co- combination of things. So I, it's that's amazing. It's amazing. Good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was my Godzilla fart. It's Godzilla! <laughs> yes, the Japanese people heard you, Rugs. Uh, okay, comments, reactions from our listeners to this movie. Jose Ibarra says, tons of plot holes, some absolutely pointless characters and subplots. Were they paid by the amount of times they said Hollow Earth? Countless what-the-fuck-is-going-on moments. So what did I think of this movie? I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. See, he gets it. He gets <laughs> Jose it. Jose gets it. He gets it. He's on He's on the same level. That's right. Gerald Morris, our buddy from Two Peas on a Pod, highly enjoyable, but mostly when there were zero humans on camera. He, he gets he it. He gets it. See? <laughs> People get it. Okay, Bilotti, this one I think I want you to your comments on this. Mike Cherkowski from VampireRobot.com. King Kong escapes, but with Godzilla and Mechagodzilla <laughs> in it instead of Gorosaurus and Mechanicong. Mechanicong. What is he talking about? Oh, you never saw King Kong? Uh, you probably would I have not seen I'm King to- Kong I'm Tony escapes. and uh, Rugboy. You guys have seen it, right? 
Oh, it's yeah. been years. It's, it's been long years time though. since I've seen King Kong yeah. escapes. So they go to Mondo. It's Mondo Island. It's not Skull Island because they didn't have the copyright. But they go to Mondo Island. Uh, this uh, Doctor Who, his name was. He was uh, Doctor. Yeah, it was. It came out <laughs> his during name like, was Doctor like, Who. All right. So for context, it came out in 1967. So James Bond was like big. Ah, okay. Doctor No and stuff. Yeah. So Doctor Who was like this international terrorist, and his arch nemesis was this American submarine commander. And he makes a mechanic Kong to sort of dig into the center of the earth to get this secret element X, which he'll sell. Ah, there yeah, you go. Being, there it is. Element X. So of the mechanic Kong uh, malfunctions. So he's like, I'm going to get real Kong. So they go to Mondo Island, they capture Kong, uh, and he fights Gorosaurus on the island. He's like the T Rex of the island. And they airlift Kong off the island. He's on the boat. They bring him to Tokyo. Oh, they bring him to try to dig for element X, but then. Uh, like they hypnotize him. <laughs> it's so stupid. And as he's like digging, he like starts to like wake up and he's like, what am I doing? And he starts running out of there and he escapes. And then he f- swims to Tokyo for some reason this, instead of like, it his sounds kind of like this movie. Yeah. So he ends up in Tokyo and, and Dr. Who shows up with Mechanicon, uh, Mechanicon and they fight in Tokyo, like, and they climb up Tokyo tower and they knock, he knocks off Mechanicon and then, and that's basically the whole story. <laughs> so I guess it's kind of like it's that. Kind of like it. And also but, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. It's the same. I mean, it's you should look up the Kong design for that one. Yeah. Oh God, is it worse than in the? It, King it looks Kong like the Godzilla? uncle that sat at your, you know, sat at your oh, table no. at dinner that no one wanted to talk to. <laughs> Smelly drunk <laughs> Smelly uncle drunk over there. Uncle in a Kong suit. <laughs> Japanese has got to get their cons in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so it's an appropriate metaphor. Well, a quick, a quick side note. Yeah. I read that I watched Big Action Bill review Godzilla vs. Kong and do like the history of it. Apparently, in that original, they told him that he couldn't make Kong look like Kong from the American film. Oh. So they, he based it from like a, a yeah. monkey. Yeah. And, and they, like, they, something yeah. happened with the budget on the Kong suit where they were like. Yeah. There was a lot of budget. It was a lot of like shit. The whole thing. And I like this Mecha Kong design. This is fine. It's actually a cool design. And it predates <laughs> yeah. Mecha Godzilla by quite a few years. Oh, wow. Yeah. No one knows that, but yeah, Mechani Kong came for yeah. Mechani Kong. And it's, they, they uh, tried to, <laughs> they tried to fix his eyes, but then. They should have just did what they did in Gargantuas and just had the actor's eyes, you know, through the holes. It looked much better. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like cartoony Instead eyes of, yeah. they put on top. It's the really, really bad eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> wow. I didn't, I didn't know about Mechanic Kong. That's fun. Uh, Blake Braden says, I don't know anything about Godzilla or Kong lore, but I found it highly entertaining. The simplest story you can follow much better than King of the Monsters. He gets yeah, it. He gets he got it. it. <laughs> Jose Joel Cazares. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. My only pet peeve is in this kind of movie, kids can literally get anywhere. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> he gets it. And then Lenny Romero just wrote, I fucking uh, love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. He was already don't, in the bag. Oh, yeah. You like, can't. He, he was in the bag out of the Let me tell you something about Lenny. I love the man. But you don't, don't ever have him on this show to ask him for opinions. Ah, oh, don't God. ever have him on this show. Well, I've talked to him. You know, he person. listens to this show. I, hope, I want him that. to listen. And I tell him all the Lenny. time. He... <laughs> How many times did he see King of the Monsters? Like 17? Oh, my God. He's so many damn times. Lenny, how many times have you watched Godzilla vs. Kong? I miss talking to hanging out with Lenny at the G-Fests, which uh, it's canceled this year, too, right? Probably. They canceled? Probably yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. And forever. And forever? forever? Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> oh. No more G-Fest. Where am I going to break uh, toys now? I don't know. I'll find You'll another find convention to destroy. Where am I going to find women? Yeah, where are you going to find hot Godzilla Wait, fans? Uh, th- Literally anywhere yeah, else. I think, I, think you'll, I think you'll be fine. 
You'll trip and fall on one. More you than just had no competition. Yeah. You literally, you were the Godzilla vs. Kong because you had no competition by any other man. Like the, how this movie has no competition from any other movie. So, Bilotti, thanks so much for coming uh, and helping us review this. I we had to have you on, and uh, I'm glad we had a great time. Great movie. Tell the listener what you want them to do, where they can find you, what you got going on. Hire me for commissions because I'm not I'm not doing go. conventions anymore uh, because yeah. of you know COVID. So uh, I'm doing a lot of commissions. I just did a, a header card artwork for Audrey uh, from Little Shop of Horrors. I saw that. It looks nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And that was like a legit yeah. like job. Like that was like a yeah. real thing. So that was exciting. Uh, but they can and they can find me at my Instagram is preferable because uh, Facebook sucks. It's at Robo Seven R O B O S E V E N. And I'm on Facebook, but uh, you know you can find me John Bellotti or at Art. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jesus Christ at. Oh, Robo geez. Seven Art. How about they just go to Robo Seven dot com and they'll find links to everything. You can do that there, right? too. Yeah, go to my website. Sure, www.robo dot seven dot com. That's the number seven. Uh, fantastic artwork uh, you have up here and prints for sale. Any more? Any uh, recent stolen art there? I noticed that's a thing. Yeah, a I just fought one. Somebody. It's like some ahead, fucking. They stole my Godzilla vs. COVID nineteen, and I just had to report it. So. Fuck. What about those bed sheets? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, I went on Society6 and I uploaded them to bed sheets because they look fucking like phenomenal. So someone stole <clears throat> your work and was selling it as a set yeah. of bed sheets. Yeah. And it looked what? great. The it was, it was, did look cool. I saw the photo. Yeah, it was like that. Vibrant. I was like, this is, I, I got to get this. I got to make this official. It's the. <laughs> First of all, fuck you and thank you for the idea. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to sue you. Now, how do we go make fuck this yourself. real? Um, I will now buy them. Sorry. I, need I also I okay. saw an article on Collider Bilotti about Godzilla vs Kong, and there was some artwork, and I was like, "This looks fucking familiar." I don't know. You know I, I just met it. the guy. Um, one of my coworkers t- today said, "Oh, my buddy just got a job with Collider." Oh. I said, "Really?" He goes, "And he just wrote the Godzilla article." I said, "Oh." So I was like, "Oh shit!" So I actually he called him up, and he goes, "You got to talk to this guy, John, if you need artwork." And the guy literally just started at Collider like three weeks ago. And he's like, I don't have much pull, but I'll give him your artwork and we'll see what we can do. I'm like, cool, let's do it. Thank you for coming on and thank you for being our admin of the Facebook group. It's the one thing I just need you to do and you do it well. Yeah, well, the way you let people in, I don't know why I'm even bothering. So, you know, it's like, oh, oh, 37 new members. Like Emron. All right, guys, Emron, I I need to go to bed, but I got to I got (laughs) to I got to vent this. I'll go on and I'll say, oh, member request. It's one guy. And actually, somebody did agree today. So I let him in. I'm like, that's how you do it. Emron will go make a post. I want to welcome our new members. And it's like 13 people on the list. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What, why am oh, I here? Shit. What am I doing? So I'm, I don't know what's happening. I'm not letting them in. I don't, they're just getting accepted. And I just hit the button when it's new people. I don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh-huh. look, yeah. wait, are you accusing Imran of letting anyone, everyone in without doing yes. anything? Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh. I don't actually hit the button. I don't know what's going on. But look, today was my birthday. Push the goddamn button. Today, yeah, push the goddamn push the button. button. Today was my birthday. I just let everyone in because for my birthday, I was like, "Come on in." No, I don't know. I didn't do that. Well, happy so, birthday! But th- <laughs> thank you. So, happy, well, happy birthday! birthday. You're filthy animal. <laughs>
Bilotti had to bounce because he turns into a spaghetti squash after a certain hour. Oh, so he needs to sleep or something. Yeah, the guy's yeah, he's got a lot. He's big responsible. Let's do some. <laughs> got to sleep. Let's do some quick. He works on a TV show. Yes, got to be. Right and on. those are like long days, long hours, early morning. You got to fucking wake up at the crack of fucking dawn and paint shit. What? What is he just painting lists black? Like that doesn't seem very he's hard. Painting lists black. Yes, it's one. It's one, on the one hand, it is one color. On the other uh, hand, I don't know. You still got to paint it. Uh, let's, let's finish with some what are we watching because I wanted to mention, I mentioned earlier, uh, on your, your guys' recommendation at the, after <laughs> our show last week, I watched the original King Kong versus Godzilla oh, from 1960-something. What is it? 64. Did you watch it before or after? Before. 62. 62. I watched it before, and that's why I really enjoyed this new version because, to its credit, <laughs> it does similar things. Like, shit happens for no reason. There's a silly guy. But I will say... Anthony, I remember you when when the octopus showed up. You were like, "There's an octopus in this movie." I was like, "What the fuck is what? this? A real octopus?" Yeah, that was great. I I love the uh, red berry juice that for some yeah. reason that was that was not in here. Uh, Godzilla on balloons, fantastic. Also, no, it was Kong on. Balloons. I mean, Kong on balloons. So like when yeah. they airlifted him, I was like, "Oh, they should have used the balloons." Fly me with balloons. And uh, yeah, and it's uh, and oh, the other thing I noticed that both movies do, and I love it, it's hilarious, is sometimes buildings crumble under King Kong's weight. Sometimes you could just stand on the fucking building, no problem. Oh, yeah. And just hang out. Mm-hmm. Right? It depends on the building when it was made. I guess it depends on the building, but he does. What did you think of the fights? Uh, the fights were hilarious. Uh, Kong took a fucking uh, lashing from uh, Godzilla's tail there. Uh, mm. And uh, in that one also, Godzilla seemed to win a lot of the battles. But then the tree, shoving the tree down there, and the, <laughs> uh, that was great. And then what happened? I'm trying to remember what happens. Oh, the whole electricity thing, how Godzilla yeah, hates electricity, but then Kong likes it. Uh, and it was fun watching these guys smash these models. They just threw rocks at each other. Yeah, so around the little toy t- tanks are fucking rolling by and toy did you, trains. Did you catch the one where it was like the uh, it was like the two toys they tried oh, yeah. to do stop animation? Yes, real animation. quick, you see two yeah. toys punch go at each other. Uh, but I, I kind of, I thought that was fun. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Did you catch the one where the part where Kong does a forward somersault and just? somersaults his head right into a rock yeah yeah i didn't understand that godzilla <laughs> stepped out of the way and he knocked himself out what an ass and then, and then godzilla starts bashing him with his tail i'm like you're the idiot who rolled it to a rock i also love the human character who is the head of a pharmaceutical company and also a tv studio network for some reason yeah it's, sure it's a pharmaceutical company that makes tv shows so he needs he's like get me a monster any monster did you, watch, did you watch the American version? I watched it dubbed on Internet Archive. It was widescreen, okay. but it was yeah. dubbed. And like a lot of it is just told by the U.N. television reporters. Cutting A lot of that's American. That, those are the American um, and the satellite, alterations. The fucking satellite illustration when it goes to the satellite and comes out. It's so funny. It's good. I kind of enjoyed that. That was a fun movie. It's a, yeah, it's a fucking bonkers yeah. movie. That Kong suit is one of the worst things you'll ever see. Oh, but. it's horrible. Oh, yeah. but when I was a kid, I loved it. And then yeah. I, I tried to, I was like, I always n- never liked the Kong suit. I was like, oh, this looks like shit. But, and then I tried to watch it <laughs> as an adult. I'm like, whoa, they're really not even trying to like, no. they're just like, it, it, it's it's totally a comedy. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I thought there would be like a red berry juice Easter egg in this new movie, but he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> as a kid, I mean, I love that fucking movie. I don't know if I'd revisit it and have the same affinity. <laughs> um, f- for what it's worth, I mentioned it earlier. If you want to like catch a full review where it's like 30, 40 minutes yeah. where they go into the backstory, Big Action Bill does a good 
uh, on YouTube does a good review of this movie. A good like history telling of the movie. Oh wow! And why it is like apparently there's like they wanted to like go on location and film this huge budget. Oh wow! And uh, like the backstory with like uh, Willis O'Brien, like he didn't even know that this was happening. Like they kind of took it from him and like yeah, just he sold died, it to Toho. Right? Yeah, he died. Was that the like, director? Yeah, no, Willis O'Brien's the guy that like created Kong. Oh, oh, the creator. Yeah, of so they Kong. were gonna do this movie where Kong fights a Frankenstein monster. Yeah. yeah. Like, but not Frankenstein, Frankenstein, like a relative of Frankenstein creates a monster, like but this time it's a giant one. And Kong's supposed to fight it. And then that that's what the the original thing, and they shopped it around and they couldn't get it off the ground. And then somebody in Japan wanted it. And they kind of dicked him over and they just kind of did it because they redesigned Kong to look different. And they tried to like basically dodged all of these things that would uh, copyright infringement. There's a and there's a cool little thing where like Willis. So the guy that like did the effects for Godzilla, his name's E.G. Subaraya. Yeah. And he like really looked up to Willis O'Brien like he wanted oh. like Willis O'Brien did like stop motion and E.G. Subaraya was doing like, like he was equally revolutionary with like, um, you know, man in suit. And like there was a, like at one point there was like potential for them two to work together. Maybe like there was they like there could have been a thought and they wanted to like potentially do some stop mo- more stop motion animation, do like a combination of suit and stop motion animation. Wow. But there wasn't enough. They didn't have enough money to do it the way they wanted to. So you kind of got a piece of shit suit. Even in that one with Kong, with Godzilla's fucking fire breath, like Kong has no chance. Like he's got to get in close. And you see, like there's a moment where. <laughs> He no, realizes that, like, he's scorching them and just lighting things on fire. Well, you notice but, they bill it King Kong versus Godzilla because Kong was the more popular character. And kind of still is a little bit. It might be, yeah. That is what we uh, found out. Yeah. No, that was a fun watch to watch before this. So <laughs> anybody else watch anything interesting they want to? Invincible is still good. Just Invincible. Yeah. Yep. Still yeah. rocking. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all caught great. up on Invincible oh, as well. Oh, you so. are caught oh, yeah. up. Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm a fan. It's a good right? show. It's fucking great, dude. Geek boner. Uh, I, can't w- I can't wait till we review it when uh, the whole thing's over. Okay. My, my favorite is the guy that they have playing Rex, Rafi. He's from the league. Oh, Jason Monsukis. Yeah, Jason Monsukis. I love Rex. He's so funny. I was talking about, I love that the that demon inve- investigator is kind of like Constantine and Hellboy and Etrigan. Like Clancy Brown. That's Just Clancy great. Brown. Yeah, yep. I love that demon dude. And uh, he's such a great character. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he talks. I'm fucking, it's so good. And the scope of this thing, you know, it's uh, it spans out into space and it's like huge. But then it's also a very small family story at the same time and uh the mystery is great yeah so. every, every episode because i'm going in blind every episode yeah. i'm like oh Ooh. they're going there oh they're Ooh, going yeah. here yeah. okay all right the fucking violence is delicious <laughs> <laughs> the core i like the relationship that you uh, that you see like these characters are well developed they really are yeah. like the mother's got like yep. a whole yes. thing yep. going yep then the omni man's got his yep. whole thing the like kids really, too yeah like this is well done like this is better than like 90% of TV shows because they actually care about the characters. I think Kirkman's involved in a way. So, you know, he's probably shepherding this thing and it's not exactly like the comics. They've like, you know, obviously they've like, they've like Frankenstein it together, like a a bunch of things they cut out and they kind of fast forward through a bunch of stuff. But, but it's it's still got the essence of it. He probably learned from Walking Dead, you know, having to rewrite that and the uh, he fucked up a lot of things by doing it straight from the book and not cutting things out. And you know, I'm sure he learned a lot of lessons. That show is still on. I'm still watching. By and the way. for what it's worth, 
I like a good I like a good superhero or action show where there's also a, uh, a little bit of a love story. And yeah, and it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying the nerd getting the girl. So yeah, what that's it's worth. a good one. Anytime you throw in a dude getting a hot girl, I'm I'm all in. Well, he's kind of got like two girls. It does too. help. Yeah, yeah. He's going for two. Yeah, but my, yeah, and then Jason like Mantegas situation at, yeah. that might happen eventually. The, the asshole character that Jason Mantegas plays It's great. Yeah, De- definitely check out Invincible. Uh, all right, good stuff. That's it, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. Go give him a follow, and you can follow us at Jock and Nerdcast. Subscribe to the show, and most importantly, share it with the world. Get it out there. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I fucking loved it. I fucking <laughs> my balls was hot. Not funny. Jock and Nerd. <laughs>